0: Okay, welcome to Truly Rotten Potatoes, the podcast where we talk about the films that have really bad reviews on one of those movie critic websites that we're legally not allowed to mention anymore. We've got our first return guest.
1: That's right. Thanks for having me back, guys. It was it uh, was <laughs> Morgan.
2: It's such a pleasure. Morgan to have you back here, Mate, show.
1: what have
0: you been um, up? We had, to a t- back, had a tough week. I'm back, baby. A tough week where um, we had to put him in the sin bin. We did an episode without him. Um, but we've also got another return guest. A man we colloquially, we will...
2: Yes, thank you so much for having <laughs> me again, Declan. It's really good to be yeah, here. Yeah,
0: Hayden's here, Mitch is here, and, I, and Declan's here. And then as well as that, we have one other return guest, the first one we've ever invited back. We call him Shanky Doodle.
3: He <laughs> hates the name. It's Michael Shanks, everybody. Hey, what's uh, up, Potato Family? I love being on the same podcast with the same name. Um,
0: as you may have seen, like the digs are a little different here. What happened since you were gone was we made a lot of money <laughs> and then we were found to be in breach of what was described to me as international trademark and we ended up losing all that money.
4: Hey, we're just simple potato farmers well, now. Know, it's
3: good that there's a fixture. That's right.
4: So shout
0: eat- outs to the chippy boys, shout outs to the potato scallops.
2: To my Rostafarians out there, what up? Yeah. To the wedges. We had to pivot. But being sort of business-minded, that was easy for me. Once I got the other guys on the same page as me, you know, it took a bit of convincing, but here we are. Yes.
1: What were some of our other rebranding options at the time? Because we, we did have to change the name, didn't we? We had some- Yeah. We yeah. must Did you
2: have a short list? Um. Yeah, it was very short. It had um, truly rotten potatoes <laughs> We it. thought we could change a couple of letters and, and keep the rest.
0: So what movie are we watching? We're watching uh, one that Shanks d- d- is not on the list. I think it has like a 17%. So it's worthy. Yeah, breaking format.
2: This was requested by Michael Shanks. Yeah,
3: definitely. I wanted an excuse to watch it. And if I can do this, it's kind of technically work, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we go on this episode, I just want to say, yeah, like uh, I'm a returning guest. You said you invited me back. I kind of invited myself back. (laughs) And I I don't know if this is worth bringing up because as I said to you, Hayden- I did this podcast the first time, did the whole podcast, and then realized afterwards that I know Hayden a bit
2: and just, like, literally yeah, right. didn't
3: realize that it was Hayden on the podcast.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we kind of we were know each acquaintances, other. I suppose, yeah. And, and I, I also, on the podcast, was like, oh, did, does he know <laughs> that we kind of know each other? And, and I Angel could, like, tell, I could tell
1: that from you, Hayden, because you kept saying back yeah. in the old days to Michael, yeah. and I was like, what are you... <laughs>
2: Remember, remember when we spent growing those up five together five with years, Shanksy. Growing up together, and he's just like no. Um, but since then, though, Michael Shanks and I have been playing, oh, playing man. so much Halo together, and he he just oh, headshots. No. Yeah, me. I suppose <laughs> technically we're in the same clan. Yeah. Is that how it well, We're, in a, a we're in a gaming clan, misappropriately called um, Blaze Clan. I know There's not nearly enough blazing happen, happening in that clan. I'll be honest. <laughs>
3: absolutely not none for me i'm very law abiding i said that like it was ironic but actually i am because i'm a fucking loser
1: (laughs) it's not cool to break the law and here in
2: canberra i think
3: some sirens literally just drove past in somebody's microphone yeah that'd be me
1: down here in philip but you meant l-o-r-e right (laughs) law abiding
3: yeah definitely (laughs) we're not breaking the rules of this (laughs) universe
1: and this universe we're reviewing a movie today called what's it called michael
3: uh, the fanatic, which has got some great lore, by which, of course, I mean uh, Data's evil twin android brother from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Lore. Uh, if we we're a big know, fan of uh, Doctor Noonien no. and uh, uh android you know creation, you
2: said at the start of this podcast before we went live about how this is the first podcast I've been on in a while <laughs> where everyone's not wearing Avengers t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. you come that in hot yeah, yeah. with me. Yeah, I you come in hot
0: with Deckland. some Halo references and some Star <laughs> yeah, Trek, and you've says, lost me uh, already. Like totally this is Star already Star right. a nerdy. Enough hey. podcast, but you've stepped it up for us.
3: Yeah, well, no. Now we're going to get into some limp biscuit references yes. because appropriately tonight we watched The Fanatic, directed by Fred Durst. That's yes. right.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and unfortunately, did someone already say this? Only seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, on a yeah. website that rates <laughs> movies, um, and so so it doesn't meet the criteria for this uh, po- podcast. But I don't think whatever we did a couple of weeks ago meets the criteria. Of this mm. podcast, where we just sat around talking shit for an hour and a half. So <laughs> that's okay. Yes. That was a good and, episode. and it does meet one very
0: important criteria of this podcast. It stars John Travolta.
1: Yes. So good yeah, to have him back true. as a. That's the real guest of the episode, if you ask me. He's back again, John Travolta in the yeah. hot seat. Um, yeah, no, this, this movie, that 17%, you could really feel the difference. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but. That's true. I could feel that 17% really kicking in. and Yeah, in it's really working minutes. for the
2: movie. <laughs> mm.
3: Well, I mean, I, I felt that kind of on your behalf because I was feeling a bit bad suggesting it when I was watching it and thinking, like, look, spoiler alert, it's not a good movie. No. But I, I've also watched, you know, the last movie that I watched for you guys was Bolero. <laughs> and right. compared to that, it's like, oh, this is this is a
2: real movie.
3: <laughs> like, this is yeah. actually... Like the that's, crew are professionals. Yeah, you know?
2: that's right. But we're, everything we're else re- is pretty bonkers. We're realising that more and more with, with um, the movies as they get more modern though. I mean, like I think the last few movies we've watched from like nine. Oh no, that's a lie. There were some pretty shitty ones from like 98. <laughs> yeah, disregard. The thing about it is... Yeah, no, I agree. This fit right in for me, though. This didn't
0: feel like a non-zero percenter. This could have sat next to the zero percenters to me. It was just a modern one because it was from, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Look, it was was bad, but it was also very watchable, I thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I don't want to say too much in favor of it just now because I quite liked it, but it was... um,
4: I think... I think I liked a lot of I, scenes. My, I liked enough scenes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: The, the, the premise is cool, right? Yeah. And we'll cover that in a kind second. The of. premise is cool, even though it has been done a few times much, much better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, I just, I think John Travolta is so much fun to watch. So watchable. I, I don't think I've seen him in something that I haven't enjoyed him in. Like, oh, he steals it. <laughs> he's so good. And this is why Staying Alive is one of my favourite movies of all time. No, um, he was in, what was he, the, the O.J. Simpson thing? I, 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 I yeah. haven't seen him mm. in something that I haven't liked him in. He just owns. Anyway.
3: Yeah, he's, he's really watchable. Like, it feels like an easy comparison because they were in uh, Face Off together. Mm. But he's he is a Nicolas Cage mm. type, which is, there's not many uh, actors like that, whereby... He does a lot of like terrible straight to DVD, just kind of boring generic action roles. But he's also like you give him a character and he will yeah. just chew the scenery in every single scene. Like he really loves obviously being unleashed on something crazy. Yeah. It's like even look at him in Hairspray where he's in drag yeah. the whole time. Uh, he he, he take goes a big for it. swing. I think the world is better for it.
5: Yeah. Huge swing.
3: I, <laughs> this, this movie is just nothing but big yeah. swings. And I, I, think I think that, think that was true. True. a, a yeah. mistake to be honest because... Fred
0: Durst is directing this and he's trying to do this David Fincher taxi driver-esque, like, you know, uh, what do they call those stories? It's like an isolated guy and and kind of going down this road of losing control and people getting hurt and him not really, like, being aware of what he's doing. But Travolta plays Mm -hmm. him, like, for lack of a better term, very autistically and, and mm. I just don't I think, think he's meant well, to be
2: an autistic man yeah. yeah I
1: think he's meant to have Asperger's syndrome but he he also exhibits every sort of physical and behavior from any kind of person <laughs> who's on the spectrum he, he doesn't have a defined personality or set of behaviors he has them all at different points
3: yeah he has every uh cinematic performance <laughs> right. of somebody with mental issues in in yes. one. it's just like unfettered. N- uh, nuts. Yeah, at certain yeah.
1: points I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it, but it was a Bob Odenkirk character yeah. that he reminded me of, and that was oh, a really? very comedic character from yeah from Mr. Show.
0: From just premise, like uh you know autistic guy is a super fan of a Hollywood star and and takes the relationship too far. There's still something there, but I think it was the costume and the hair and and the outfit that like <laughs> m- went too far for me. The glasses. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think the hair, the hair's certainly too far. That's something mm. I was going to say. He's got say. this like bowl cut. He's got like this bowl cut and and but but he's bald from I don't know from just above the ear down to the ear all the way around the back of both ears. And it's it's sort of There's a mullet like going one of as well. Those English football fan haircuts but with baldness uh, almost like a Keith Flint kind of thing. Um it's it's a bit yeah, why would he have his hair cut like that? Like just Because he's on the spectrum doesn't mean he fucking shaves weird holes in his head.
3: I think it's supposed to be like a crazy guy haircut, obviously, Mm. because he's like a quote-unquote crazy guy. You know, it's almost like a little bit of a Joe Mm. Dirt sort of like trailer trash mullet. But weirdly, probably because films take a long time to gestate before they come out. Like, by the time it came out, that became a trendy haircut again.
2: Yeah, kind of It it is kind
3: of a cool haircut at the moment. And he's wearing a lot of like... Like maybe 10 years ago, very bad Hawaiian diets yeah. and stuff, but they're kind of like ironically yeah. bad. Mm. He's like very trendy he actually, looking. He in looked a couple pretty of sick, scenes. right?
2: Yeah. I, and I, the I'm glasses, into it. The, the large spectacles and stuff. Yeah, it's a good get up. In fact,
1: I, I think I, I might start yeah. dressing like that. I think that's part of the charm of the character and the question of like, you might see him on the street and just be like, oh, he's a regular dude. But once you have one or two interactions with him and then even five or six, it becomes more and more obvious, which is why oh I qu- we can't talk about Leah just yet. We haven't even introduced anything in the movie. So, we we, we start in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're just having like shots of the street, shots of the hold buildings on, hold in on. busy Can I, We got to go yeah, back yeah. a
0: tiny bit because before that, it starts with mm. a quote. And, you know, these are normally from a book oh, or the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bible or or a famous witty person. And this just says, you are a fan, without you I'm nothing. And the quote is from Hunter Dunbar. And I'm going, Hunter Dunbar, uh-huh. not Hunter Thompson, not Huntress Thompson, <laughs> Hunter Dunbar. Are we meant to know who that is? And then I'm like, maybe yeah. that's the guy he's a fanatic of, but it's such a weird <laughs> idea to have a quote from a character we haven't yet met and then- Later on in the movie, the character of Hunter Dunbar does say that quote. And you meant to be
3: like, oh, that's the quote from the opening of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Trying to think of other movies where that would happen. Like if Star Wars was just like black, like the force <laughs> yeah. will be with you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: you're like, oh, this Who's this, this Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi guy?
1: I can't wait to find <laughs> can't out. Can't wait to meet no, him. No, it was yeah. like The Wire. You know how every episode of The Wire starts with a yeah, quote from yeah, a true. From the character? Yeah. yeah. But- it it just uh, you you got to set it up and do it every episode for it to become a thing. You can't just do it at the beginning of a movie. Yeah, that's right.
3: again, I'm used to podcasts with people in Avengers shirts. because we keep it more on Star Wars references? <laughs> not the wire. Is that cool?
2: <laughs> See, the wire would have been good if the if all the characters had superpowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been about a better TV God. show. Dude, that'd be yeah. That'd be- I would love that actually. <laughs> that would be great. So we're
1: shown we're shown shots of L A. of Hollywood yeah. specifically, I think, and then there's a voiceover from a female character that's saying like. Los Angeles, I call it the city of bullshit, but who am I to judge? I live here too. And she just goes (laughs) on to say more stuff about that. And then she's like, but this guy, Moose, nothing ever gets him down. He always just gets (laughs) back up and fights because he's Moose. This
0: is when I was like, oh, he's going for like a Fincher thing. It's kind of like LA at night. It's shots of homeless people. um, And there's this kind of cold, monotonous voiceover from this female saying like, everything breaks down eventually. Even a person's spirit. And then she introduces Moose and it's Travolta (laughs) looking really haggard driving on a Vespa scooter. He's
2: riding around um, LA at night looking a bit full on and then he gets off and he goes into like... A memorabilia store, or like a comic book store, and and it's established he has a relationship with the guy who runs the place.
0: Do you remember the first thing he says when he walks into this into this <laughs> yeah. porn shop? No, I don't. I do.
2: No. What? He goes. The guy's like,
0: "Oh, hey Moose. Do you do you want to talk or something?" And he's like, "I can't talk too long. I got to poo." You
2: oh know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so we instantly know this guy's a bit funny. Yeah, he's just a little socially
1: awkward at this point. Yeah, he's just that's a little... right.
3: That was like an unironic laugh yeah. for me. Like I thought that was really actually funny. It was so unexpected.
2: <laughs> there are there are some good moments in there. There are certainly some hilarious. Yeah, moments definitely. In this movie. So they have this conversation, and it really drives home that um, that Moose loves this uh, Dunbar actor. What's his name? Someone Dunbar. Hunter, Hunter Dunbar. Dunbar, I can't
3: believe you haven't picked that up because that is said a hundred times in the movie like If you want to just hear people say Hunter Dunbar, <laughs> which I do, this is the movie yeah. for you It's it, His name is said by every character in every scene multiple times And it's like printed on posters in the background Do you think
0: this movie could have been more effective if Hunter Dunbar was not a fictional character And was like John Malkovich or something and, and he was playing himself?
1: Yeah, yeah. If it was Fred Durst playing himself, oh, that would have been so good. That would have been good. Particularly the scene where he's driving around listening. Oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later.
5: We'll
3: get to it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, surely, like any like famous actor you can think of, would be like immediately more interesting than Hunter Dunbar played by (laughs) Devon Sawa. Yeah, Yeah. we can get into. But like, (laughs) I thought must have been more of a heartthrob than I. I looked him up. I think figured like he must have been like the lead on like Roswell or one of those right. shows back in the day, but not really. He's mainly known for a very appropriate music yes. video that I we can get into a little <laughs> later. I'm
2: so excited. Yeah, I for was this. surprised cuz cuz I thought I thought he kind of did a pretty good job. Oh, um, uh, me too. And and he did like to begin with I thought, "Oh, he's a bit unremarkable to be like the dude that this guy's a fanatic over or do you be a fanatic over something or of something i think you'd be of it yeah fanatic of of, um uh but as as the movie went on he grew on me and he seemed a little bit more charismatic and and i thought he did a good job okay so that's that's my take on that so he's
0: he's a weird movie star though right he's like he's not like a-list brad pitt style he's more like Right, right horror movie star and Almost action star as well. Like would play a cop in CSI, and then do like the lead in a kind of cheap horror movie. Yeah, he'd, movie. And he'd that's be like the guy who plays
1: him. Shane in The Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> John Berenthal. Uh, oh, I want to yeah, say yeah. he's also
1: in. He's in in Baby Driver. You know, like yeah. I don't think he he's was ever the had Punisher, a lead role. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, well, well, uh, the the guy, what's the actor's name again? Devon I just said, like Sawa. Devon Sawa. Devon Sawa. Well, 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 he was the lead in Final Destination. I think that was right. his like big film role. So I guess he is kind of a, a horror, a horror guy. But this was like, I mean, I didn't hate. I thought this movie was a lot better than I expected it was gonna be. Like, I'll. I'll but you know, there's there's lots of terrible stuff to mm. get in there. But one thing that really annoyed me about it was the uh, fake movies within the world oh, of the yeah. movie which, like, which right. is like like way too fake yeah. like yeah. The, uh, they talk about like space vampires as this like uh, franchise maybe that uh, Devin star- oh, sorry Hunter Dunbar is a big uh, star of and Moose buys like uh, his vest from it and the vest is the shittiest prop <laughs> yeah, it yeah. looks like it's Disco ins- yeah. Stu's vest <laughs> yeah. from The Simpsons it looked
0: like uh, um and Andrew like- Dice Clay like he wears he wears <laughs> jackets yeah. like that and did it say Rico or it said Rico on it with Rico? like sequins yeah. or something didn't it
2: <clears throat> that yeah being the character he played in one of his movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: well, presumably. And they show a clip of it and it's called Space Vampires and it's like, oh, it's like a sci-fi horror, but it's like, They obviously didn't have budget to shoot, like, a a, a convincing fake movie. Mm. So it's all, like, up angles so they don't have to show a set. It's like an alleyway and it's just always looking up at the sky (laughs) and the tops of roofs so they didn't need to get a location. And the dialogue is, like, obviously they've written it tongue-in-cheek to be funny bad. It's just things like, sounds like a good day for revenge. (laughs) Or, like, you know, shit like that. Which which was, like, funny when Grindhouse came out. Uh. And that was, like, ten years ago. (laughs) It was funny when, like, the fake trailer for Machete was released. Yeah, And in 2018 it just feels a bit, like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I expected Fred Durst to be more with it when it came to him. <laughs> I think uh, I think this red cap is getting a rap from his critics, <laughs> me. Yeah, I mean,
1: speaking of the fact that Fred Durst directed it, there was there were certain things about the way people and were dressed and the way that the movie just looked where I was questioning what year is this set for about 20 minutes, particularly because it's there's a comic book store um, he's listening to retro music in his apartment. He seems obsessed with the past. He keeps referencing me- movie stars like- um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis yeah. and stuff like that. I guess that just shows like where, that, where his character's head is at. But yeah, um, it took me a long time to place what year it was in until that app gets introduced later on.
0: I think that's what mm. disappointed me the most is that like this is coming from Fred Durst. I think he co-wrote it and directed it. And he is and someone- he a story by credit. Mm he's He's someone who's dealt with fame for a long time and would have fanatics. He would He would be on the other side. He would be the hunter Dunbar who's had people probably like break into his house and that kind of stuff. And you'd think that there would be like a bit of a like a meditation on this subject, something that mm. gets said, something that you take away. But instead, it's just like this guy is autistic and doesn't know what he's doing.
1: Oh, dude! I only just remembered. I've seen a very interesting video on um, on YouTube right before. Do you remember? Oh, this is terrible. Do you remember that concert where Limp Bizkit played and a couple of people got killed at Big Day mm. Out? Whoa! It's yeah, like yeah. yeah, it's it's like an hour or two before that. But the interview is very awkward because it's just a fan being brought up by <laughs> Andrew G, who has like a set of questions to ask Fred Durst, and Fred Durst is just blanking him the whole time, just like, "All right, dude, cool. Just won't won't look him in the eye." And it's very reminiscent of the character that Fred. Durst, uh, that, um, uh, John Travolta Dunbar. plays in, in this yeah, movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think Fred Durst was trying to inject a
2: lot of humor into this, and I think it's. I, I I'm not convinced it's not a, a meant to be a black comedy, right? Like it's a bit silly, and there are a few times where it's kind of funny, but um, and, and I think that his like it seems like someone who really wants to make a movie has made a movie, and 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 really wants to. Show off their influences and wear them on their sleeves, and, and mm. it, it comes you know, across that way to me.
0: Fred Durst was trying to make a movie back in like two thousand. He was met he was attached to direct this movie, yeah. and Fincher was meant to EP it, and they became friends. And then after that, it didn't go ahead. It was called Runt, I think. And then he was meant to direct um, Lords of Dogtown, and then mm. uh, he said it oh. like got too big, and he didn't end up doing it. But he did it. He the first movie he directed was in two thousand seven, and it was like a kind of drama movie called The Education of Charlie Banks, and it got pretty good reviews and it played at, like, Tribeca and that kind of thing.
3: So, he did- He yeah, Jesse Eisenberg is the lead. It's like Yeah,
0: Eisenberg, yeah.
3: Inspirational college movie, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, it actually did well and people were,
0: like, really surprised because it's very, like, non-limbiscuity, so people were like- mm-hmm. He'd been wanting to do it for a long time and he kind of proved himself with that movie. And then after that, he made a movie with Ice Cube called The Long Shots and then and that was 2008 and then this one came out like i don't know 10 years later so it took him a while to get a new one and he he's he's going for like a serious film i don't think that this is a black comedy to me i felt like he was trying to do like a taxi driver kind of story mm, and i just yeah, don't think yeah. he hit the heights and i think the fact that the main character is called moose and and has that mullet and the glasses and has john travolta playing him too far along the spectrum that it does get yeah. kind of funny. I think that's where he went wrong for me.
4: Yeah, I yeah, think okay. this is a hundred percent more Limp Biscuit to me. Like this is the next step. It was like, how do I get more limp biscuit? In? How do I get the nookie in there? <laughs> and right. I
5: I come th- on. <laughs>
1: i think he did it i think that well okay as someone who god damn it the son of a bitch pulled it off
4: (laughs) how many (laughs) how much of this uh listenership or just you guys on 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 here listen to limp biscuit growing up because i my exposure to limp biscuit is daily still specifically the fight club video game and like tony Hawk's soundtrack video game
3: oh yeah he's an unlockable
4: (laughs) character in the fight club video
2: game how do like fight <laughs> club oh, video game. Wait, don't. who is? Who's Fred Durst? Unlockable character? <laughs> you say well, sorry, did you say Fred Durst is an unlockable character? When you, you complete the, like the Fight the Club video, video game, <laughs> you get, you unlock Fred Durst. As a playable guys, I'm character. Sorry, I got I got to drop off. Um, can you finish <laughs> yeah. the podcast without me?
3: <laughs> Wait. So, so is is it like a fighting game? Is it like it's got to be like but Street like Fighter Robert or right? It's you're like a. Like, uh, 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 uh,
4: uh, do you remember the Matrix video game? It was like a lot of those. Just kind of yeah, into the Matrix. Yes, just kind of playing through some scenes from the movie and then just like random brawls where you just there's just a bunch of guys running around and
1: you just got to keep. You just gotta keep swinging. It's, are there any themes of Zen Buddhism in the game? Uh, no, no. It actually is a very anti. It's called Into the Fight Club. All right, I'm in. If- I feel like the only way to make a like
3: to make like a cool Fight Club game is it's like a two player co op game. And then at the end, you realize that only one player oh. can control both of the characters or <laughs> well, like something like stupid like the that, that would like,
0: well, I think yeah, I like that. yeah but get that's a lot another, of like, think that's more evidence of it. Fincher and Fred Durst's friendship, right? He's like, dude, See? get me in that fight uh, yeah, th- video right. game. And, and, and
3: right, their so initials so are each other, but
0: reflective. Oh my God. So
1: we've only just gotten past him buying a jacket. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even quite get <laughs> up to the jacket. We got up to. He needs to poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm still
0: hung up on the fact that Mitch's like only exposure to Limp Biscuit is in the Fight Club yeah. video game. He's like, no, no. that's where I know Limp Biscuit from.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, there's more than that. There's like, I don't know, Bam Bamm Yeah, you love the Mission Impossible two thing. Yeah, thin. yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah true. take a look yeah. around. But yeah, actually, that, that I, I, I loved
2: Limp Biscuit growing up. I was a, I was a big. I was a big fan of Limp Bizkit, especially Significant Other and Chocolate Starfish. Those records yeah, still bang. Yeah, those were me too. They're yeah. very, very good records. Um, I listened
0: to them on a on a road trip real recently, what? and I was like, "Man, they have like they haven't aged well at all. Every song has the identical formula,
2: but they all have like a <laughs> but massive drop." You don't moss fuck with drop, with a formula that works, man.
0: Yeah, it's like a kiddie huge, version of Rage huge Against beats. the Machine.
2: Uh, you mean a better version of it. Rage Against the Machines Suck. Fuck Rage Against the Machines. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this guy. I, 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 I had a big relationship <laughs> with him,
3: in as much as like, I, I loved Chocolate Starfish. Like yeah. that was that yeah. blew my mind. I was nine when that album came out, and and it was like the only album I listened to. And I was also growing up like a big wrestling yeah. fan. Uh-huh. And there was a, I think it was a WrestleMania. There was a moment where, if you guys know the Undertaker. He was, you know, this kind of undead, uh, the phenom kind of figure. And he'd been playing that character for like 20 years and then thought, I'm bored of this. I want to be a bikey. So The Undertaker died and The Undertaker came back as the American Badass. And he came out to Roland by Limp Biscuit, (laughs) including where I think at WrestleMania 2000, or maybe it was a little later, (laughs) Limp Biscuit played live Roland as The Undertaker drove like like a Harley down to the ring. It was fucking (laughs) awesome. The American Badass. badass. Fucking sick.
2: I was going to say before that I, there's a podcast I listened to a long time ago with Fred Durst because I realized a year or so ago that like I don't know much about Fred Durst and I kind of like the Paulie Shaw
1: podcast. Yeah, it
2: was, but, but <laughs> before, like you know, I was looking. I would love for him to have done a three hour Rogan or something so I can just <laughs> figure out what this dude's actually about. Anyway, all yeah. I could find was this Paulie Shaw podcast with Bobby Lee. Maybe uh, yeah. is that a guy? Anyway, yeah, yeah, saying, okay. Paulie Shaw. The, it was a bad podcast. Like, um, like Paulie Shaw was just actively the whole. It seemed like the purpose of the podcast was him seeking validation from his guests. So it was real yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah. But in the in this few moments where Fred Durst actually got to talk and was asked questions, like he sort of uncovered that you know before Limp Biscuit blew up or anything, he he always just wanted to make movies. And, and when Limp mm. Biscuit was blowing up, he was. Just wanted to make movies. Yeah. It was like, oh well, this is sick that this music thing's panning out, and you know, I can make connections here, there, and everywhere in the entertainment industry. But I'm a director. Like I, I make movies. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a musician, kind of thing. And and then it he just directed the a lot way. of Limp
0: Biscuit music videos as well.
2: Right. And and actively
0: took a hiatus from the band. I'm pretty sure to make um, education of Charlie Banks.
2: Okay. Yeah. So he clearly. Really likes doing this, and and the movie the movie's fine. The some things I really liked about this movie, the pacing was really fucked. I think, but but <laughs> when the movie starts, you get these really sick um, drawings. Mm. So like, cartoony drawings bits, of yeah. the uh, yeah animated like watching watching the color fill in of of a crudely drawn Travolta in a scene that you've just seen from the movie on the on a black background.
3: Well, do you know who did the drawings? S- sorry. Do you know who did? Do you know who did the drawings? No.
2: Are you about to tell me, it's or are you Limp- asking?
3: Yeah, it's Limbisket guitarist Wes Boland. Uh,
2: what? That's why
1: I liked them.
3: Yeah, his name stuck out of the credits, and I'm like, I know oh, that cool. name.
1: Oh, cool. It's almost that's like sick. how Adam does Adam Jones do like the. Does he do any art for Tool? He
2: does the he does the videos for Tool. Yeah, and we can talk about Tool for an hour if you like. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but those 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 images, I thought they were really really sick. And I, and I liked, I, I thought there were really every time a new one would come up in between a mm. scene or something, I thought, Oh, this is kind of cool. I like this. Um, I thought that was a neat device that was used well, but not, not quite well enough because like too much time would pass between one and then mm. one would come up and you're like, Oh fuck, that's right. There were pictures. It's mm. kind of yeah, weird. I agree. I, and the, I, I would say the exact same of the narration. There's a good mm. 40 minute stint where you don't get a narration. And then suddenly there's a chick talk and you're like. <laughs> What?
1: Yeah. what? yeah. Why? They seem like they're just chucked in there to fill and to transition between things where they yeah. didn't have anything better to do. But they're still kind of cool. I wish, yeah, I yeah, wish they'd worked on it better. I,
2: but the narration makes no sense whatsoever. And I know we haven't dis- like explained yeah. much of the plot of the movie yet, but the woman who is narrating the whole movie is just like a friend of his, of, of Moose. Yes. Yeah. And it's never really revealed why we're hearing this story through her eyes Because we're not hearing it through her eyes at all
0: Oh, sorry, I was going to say Could it be similar to the movie we watched called Killing Them Softly Where she's like telling
2: it to the police? Yeah, (laughs) but it's not It's just not (laughs) For some reason this woman's narrating the whole movie And she's like, Mm. she plays a very minor role in in the film
3: Yeah The narration doesn't work And I think with like a lot of uh, Even like bigger budget movies than this Which is obviously like a really small budget film like, narration's a really easy way to tie something together if you don't have enough budget to finish mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this really sticks out to for me because she is a nothing character, and yet we are yeah. given her voice to intro the film and she comes in and out. And there's another few examples of where I think they really obviously didn't have budget. And I know we're, like, a million years away from getting to this point in the movie, <laughs> but there's a, there's a bit towards the end whereby uh, Hunter Dunbar it says, like, please don't hurt my son when uh, Moose is at his house, implying that his son is at his house. But we never see the son throughout this entire sequence There's also, which makes me think, oh, yeah, they couldn't afford the kid. So it's like, oh, maybe he's at the mom's place. But then why is he saying, please don't hurt my son right now? Like there's gunshots and stuff that are happening in the scene and the son never rears his head. So it's like obviously like, ah, it's too expensive. We need a kid. We need a kid wrangle. Fuck it. We only had him for a half day. Okay, we're just going to move on. Same with like there's a couple of threads in the movie that sort of begin and don't end. And I really feel like it was maybe in the script and they just cut bits and bobs and then sort of stitched it together.
2: Definitely, yeah. yeah, I agree, and and I found it disappointing because I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. So when there were fucking blatantly like just clear like bad bad moves, I'm like, man, just if you'd have done, th- I don't, I don't make <laughs> films. I don't. I who am I to tell you what to do? But fucking, you should have done this.
1: <laughs>
2: so he's at this comic
1: book store. He needs to take a poo. He goes and takes a. We presume he goes to take a poo. No, but. he he
0: he actively doesn't because I was watching it with Alex, and the scene ends and he leaves out with the jacket that he buys. And Alex is like, "Well, what about his poo that he had?" What to about do? his poo?
1: <laughs> he never did it. He got so enamored because that's the thing. He is easily distracted. We see that with the wind chimes later on. But anyway, he's just there. Oh yeah. He's buying a jacket. He gets the jacket. It's meant to be eight hundred bucks. It's some jacket that he's a real big fan of because he likes this Dunbar character who's going to be in town doing a book signing that night. He needs to get yeah. the jacket. He needs to get it signed. He bargains the guy down because he's so like kind of cute and charming. And the guy <laughs> reduces it from $800 to
3: $300. It is a great deal. It is the best barter in all of history. Yeah. Mm. Hey, this costs $800. Oh, please give it to me for $300. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll give it to you for $300. And, but you have to pay me before the exactly.
0: end of the year. It is not yeah. established what the date is. So like yes. that
2: is a sick deal.
0: But isn't it also just a guy taking advantage of a mentally challenged person? I don't know. Like, does it really cost eight hundred? Or is he like, dude, I want the like the literally the last three hundred dollars you have to your name?
2: Well, I
3: think this is one of the problems with like the tone and the direction and that like I genuinely think it could either go either way but I don't think Fred just commits either which way because it could totally be that but it is also like a legitimate merchandise store on Hollywood Boulevard, I think. So like yeah. it would be expensive right. but it's also tat so it's it's hard to know.
2: The, we do see more and more of Moose Moose as a character. He's quite He is quite sort of charming in this sort of like you want to care for him because he seems like he cares for you way. Like, and you see that in his relationship with this woman, you see that instantly when he's talking to the guy who works at the, um, at the, uh, merchandise store, whatever you call it, um, memorabilia store.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's endearing in an innocent way where- right. He's like a puppy he, dog. Yeah, he's got a childlike yeah. quality childlike. to him where yeah. Y- yeah. You, want, you just want that to exist in the world. And so you're like, oh, yeah. of course you can have and that for
2: $300. The viewer's meant to like him a lot. Right, even though he goes completely crazy, I think so. Yeah, and I, I think that's why yeah. it ends the way it does. But it ends. It's it, The ending is so shit and 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 stupid. <laughs> but like, I think I think they. You know, the the purpose was, and we'll get to what the ending is later. But the purpose I think always was for like you've got to you want to love this guy, you want to root for him. Yeah, even though he goes. I mean, insane.
1: he's uh, what is he's he's Lenny? He's Lenny from of mice and men, isn't he? He's like yeah, he's yeah, a gentle, definitely. a gentle right. giant. Right. Yeah. exactly right.
0: You feel bad for him because people keep bullying him, ragging on him, and he's yep. and you and you know that he's, like, mentally kind of deficient compared to them. but And so you sympathize with him, but then, you know, things keep pushing him, and sometimes he's, like, accidentally going too far, and he doesn't even really know what he's done, very much like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. He's also wearing this colorful comic book collage shirt, and as we said, he's got this mullet and these glasses, and he's really, like, overacting. I, I almost feel like Travolta was acting like he was in a comedy film and Fred Durst was like trying to make a dark Fincher drama and he just couldn't mm. rein him in. And, and yeah. there's a point where like, you know, uh, Fred Durst would be like, cool. So we'll set up the cameras like this. It'll be LA. It's the alleys. It's the nighttime. It's the hustlers. It's the, it's the con artists. It's the street performers. It's the fans. And then Travolta's like, yeah. So every time I fall out, I'm going to uh, fall over and hit myself. I'm going to be like, am I all right? Yeah. He does that like three times. <laughs> Is my shirt all right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you just- And uh, it's like, imagine you're trying to get this movie financed- and and Travolta comes on, and you're like, yes, I've got like you know technically a, a an A-list-ish star with a lot of you know name brand recognition around the world. I can I, we can make this movie now. And he's like, cool. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I have a mullet. And you're like, oh, it's not really what I was thinking. But you know, you're you're the lead. All right, whatever you want. He's like, I think I'm gonna wear this color comic book shirt. I think I'm gonna wear these dumb glasses. I think I'm gonna play. and. You, And at the end, you're like, well, I just want to get this movie made. It's been 10 years since I've got to make a movie. Travolta said, yes, I got to let him do what he wants to do. And that's what you get.
3: There's no way to know this at all, but but I I sort of disagree that the costumes and stuff was Travolta, because that seems like Fred Durst to me. That seems like yeah. him trying to do this satire of something and and, and it feels in line with the Wes Ball and drawings and it feels like in line with some of like the grotesque sort of graffiti artwork that was part of the limp biscuit like oeuvre of and some yeah. of the music videos from it where it's this kind of like dark, seedy alleyway, but in a kind of cartoonish way. But I, I do totally agree that I think that the whole movie feels like it's going for something super serious and John Travolta's performance feels... It, it, actually, it reminded me most of like bedtime stories from Tim and mm-hmm. Eric. Have you guys ever watched that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereby mm-hmm. it pretends to be taking itself seriously, but he felt like an Eric Wareheim character. <laughs> like yes. a caricature of like a crazy autograph hunter. Mm. It just seems so Tim and Eric to me. Yeah. That. That's very interesting. And he kept falling over and doing like physical comedy. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Um, I I loved the way that the character... I mean, at, at first I thought he was really in and out I, and it was almost like when you're playing somebody with a mental disability, it's almost like doing a character, doing, a, doing an accent of another country, you know, you can be in and out, but then every so often you can hit on something like, oh yeah, you really get into the groove there. And sometimes he would get into the groove of being really mm. endearing and then... Also showing the potential for being absolutely terrifying just because if he was to heighten or like escalate to a point where he would be unmanageable, he could really hurt somebody. And I thought there were times where John Travolta did that really beautifully.
2: But having, having said all of that, I agree with almost everything you guys are saying. I still fucking like wanted to watch John Travolta mm. keep doing what he was doing no matter what. Yeah, it it didn't matter. You can't look away. So good. It's just just engaging and and, and entertaining, even if it's wrong for the movie. I don't care. Absolutely. I mean, maybe the movie would have been worse if he'd done what he should have done. I don't know. Uh,
3: I way prefer this performance to a a, late stage Bruce Willis performance where it's just a guy who doesn't give a fuck and is just doing a a kind of small budget movie. I, I, I think, though, that John Travolta was giving everything he could and the performance suffers because the director didn't go, hey, John, pe- peel it back a bit, you know, yeah, Let, let's, yeah. let's work in this area. Right. And so it's just going, like, forever. There's, there's a scene where at one point, John Travolta introduces, like, a rocking back and forth yeah. motion yeah. Yeah. that he hasn't had throughout yeah. the yeah. film, yeah. and he is going nuts. He looks like he's head banging. Yeah. He's going so <laughs> full on in it. Yes. And it wasn't consistent enough. That's what I meant when earlier I said it felt like he was doing every like quote-unquote crazy person Uh, in a movie ever rolled into one performance. And it's on
1: the director to kind of keep that measured, I think. Yeah, he's doing that self-talking thing. Like every time he hurts himself, he says, am I all right, am I all right? But the first time that he goes into that that club he somehow gains entrance into this club and starts talking to these actresses and trying to get their autograph he does this thing where he like touches his ear and then smells his ear and then he starts yeah, doing hmm. that all throughout the movie that's a really interesting one yeah and that, no, that was okay I liked uh, that yeah. was like that was showing <laughs> that he's he's getting anxious sort of you know he he can't yeah. just he can't stop smelling his ear it's a comfort thing they're all really interesting little ticks but it's just it's mm. too much and it just yeah. it's all over the place it's a lot yeah, so it's when we should,
3: everything all of the time. Mm.
1: We yeah. should push through with the
2: with the plot. I'm going to try and steamroll a little bit of this real quick. So, so we're introduced to him. He gets the jacket of the famous uh, Dunbar actor that he loves and he's, he's going to go get it signed. Dunbar's coming into the same memorabilia shop tomorrow to sign books, so he's going to come back with the jacket and get it signed. Meanwhile, that night, his friend, who is a paparazzo, yeah. uh, she has let him know that... Leah. Sorry? Leah is her name. She's the voiceover person. She, 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 and she's what, like a 20-year-old girl that for some reason knows Moose, they're pals, they're friendly. She's tipped yeah, him off friends. that Dunbar's going to be at a party um, and she, eh, because she knows these things because she chases celebrities around town taking photos of them. He rocks up the party. Dunbar's not there. Travolta makes a scene, gets kicked out. Um. He asked for it's, a strawberry
0: milkshake at the bar. That's how you know right, he, does, he doesn't cool. fit in. I like that. They're like, what are, you, what are you drinking? He's like, can I have a strawberry milkshake, please? And then the guy's like, we don't make those. And he's like, ugh. And then he goes and talks to these actresses. He, its It's all good at first. He's like, hey, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've seen you in this movie. And they're like, oh, that's so nice. And then he's like, do you know Hunter Dunbar? And they're like, oh, he's not here. And then- uh, he's like, can you sign something? And, and, and then he starts, like, smacking his head. He does that, like, mm. oh, I'm so stupid. Ah, mm. ah. But he's he really melting it. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then security kicks him out. And then he kind of loses his shit. And Leah comes back and she's like, you and embarrass- like, you like, you know, you can't do that. And then they have an argument and he's straight up like, you're not my mom. And then it ends <laughs> with them just giving each other the finger back and forth. The, the flipping each other the bird yeah. and, and then it kind of diffuses the situation and they're like, Oh, we're still friends. We're we're giving each other well, the finger. I,
3: I could I could not figure out their uh sorry, just opening a beer, that's a nice sound for that. Declan when you're editing this, you can take out those peaks. Um uh, I couldn't figure out the relationship at all because she goes to his place after this and says, yeah. well, like, I have to do this to pay rent. And I thought, are you housemaids?" Mm. Which mm. I would, but then yeah, she right. kind of leaves. I couldn't figure that out. And then, like, a scene later, they're hanging out. You know, John Travolta cannot overstate how, like, Bizarre and out of place, and like over the top, crazy, like cuckoo bananas. This performances, and mm. she's like very normal, yeah. seventy five years younger than him. Yeah. And they're like hanging out, eating, and she's just like, "I love you, Moose." Mm. And it's not in like a sexual way. It's like a. Yeah. It would have made sense like if it a was brother, his sister, sister
2: kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. then you'd
3: be like, well, that's why she's like looking after him. But it's an unrealistic age range for a brother and sister. Like, I wonder if that was maybe even in the original script, it was his sister. But then the way they cast it, they thought, something. Her, yeah. It, it it's odd. It's odd it is, and inexplicable. And
2: I was trying to put it together because we we also um, later on we find out that the way he makes a bit of money is he's one of these performers out on Hollywood Boulevard dressed up <laughs> as like an English copper. I don't know if it's a character yeah. I'm not aware of. Just a like a, a Bobby. Keystone
3: Bobby. It's not a character. It's just it's a just Bobby. his idea of what
1: acting yeah. is. Yeah. And, and
2: and so maybe she bumps into him all the time. But you yeah. know maybe he's a bit infamous yeah. in the area. But and they've become friends that way. Uh, yeah. And I'm and thinking she saw sort the. Sort of she probably
1: saw those two guys bullying him and then walked up to him and was like, hey, are you okay? And had a chat and found out he was a nice, weird guy, you know, probably something like but that. What
3: is he doing dressed as like an English Bobby? Like, like, that's another low budget thing about the movie is if you've gone to Hollywood Boulevard, like it is full of people dressed in costumes trying to, like, get you to tip them to take a photo with them. But they're dressed as, like, Iron Man. They're dressed as Superman. They're dressed as Batman. (laughs) They're all, like, licensable characters. They're like, you're in Hollywood because you love the movies. You want to take photos with a movie character. They're hanging outside of Madame Tussauds. Nobody loves the movie character of English (laughs) policeman. What is it? And he's always practicing his acting. He's just like, hello. Like... Yeah, I'm I'm not good at accents, but I cannot do an accent as bad as him. And he's listening to a recording of somebody who's apparently British (laughs) to learn his lines. And one of the lines is, this is my friend David. (laughs) Like (laughs) the classic cinematic Bobby. Uh, I I don't understand it. And that was like, oh, this movie can't afford Hmm. the license to have him in an Iron Man suit. So he's got to do that like. Like surely that would have worked better if he were even like Frankenstein or something. There's got to be some sort of public domain. Yeah, character. yeah. it's
1: unbelievable because because later on he shows like the breadth of knowledge of films that he has. Yeah, he's not just going to choose generic British Bobby. Like why would he do that?
0: <laughs> just get a hockey mask and call yourself Jason, and you'd make money.
3: Yeah. There, he's there's so much stuff of obviously John Travolta like improvising in front of the mirror. Oh, I love like, that British dialogue. Oh. So funny. He once says yeah. like. Oh, is that the queen? We have the Beatles. And even, yeah. so even before
1: he gets his book signed uh, or before he goes to try and get his jacket signed, he's rehearsing what he's going to say to Dunbar. And one of the things he's practicing is, uh, this is a one and only shirt. I can tell you where to get it, but uh, there won't be any there. Like he's just trying yeah. to think of cool things to say to him. I loved that little scene because that was him just yeah, improvising. Yeah. I thought that was a good job. Yeah, and he honestly. was just being like an adorable guy who's trying to impress. It his, was his- it was
2: very reminiscent of him going up into the uh, change room after watching that woman dance in uh, in uh, Stayin' Alive. Stayin' Alive. It was <laughs> just, just good, good Travolta. Actually, that scene where he's so- rehearsing what he'll say to Dunbar in the mirror—that's when I realized, oh, like this is. Essentially, king of comedy, right? Yes, it's yes. the same movie. Yep. It's it's a crazy
1: person who wants to meet his meet his um meet his idol guy. Yeah, it's the king of comedy. It's the Joker. It's of mice yeah. and men. It's Nightcrawler. It's a little it's...
4: bit. It's a little bit uh, the cable guy. Um, a little bit
1: the
2: cable
4: guy. Very much the cable yeah. guy. So actually. so
2: it's it's been done before, and and I think I think that th- those movies are all pretty. Well-acclaimed movies, right? And I think I don't think yeah. the, the theme is is. I think the theme is a, is a part of the reason. Like it's it's a it's an interesting topic that can be. You know re- what? Revisited. You know what would
0: have really made it work What's if that? um if if Dunbar's name was Marshall
2: Mathers and Moose was just called Stan. Yeah. True. Have we even mentioned yeah, that yet? Actually, I, and and would have owned. Would have been great. Yeah. So so yeah, it's like the Stan thing. And in fact, there's a scene where. Um, where Travolta's writing a Stan-like letter to Dunbar, yeah, saying yeah. like, "Man, we met, and you were actually a dickhead to me, and you're nothing with the, about the <laughs> yeah. fans and and stuff." I'm like, <laughs> just like Stan. Mm. And then, uh, as as we've been alluding to, we find out after watching well, for Me, after this, watching this movie, trying to find out more about the man who played Dunbar, he is Stan in the film clip for Stan, which is just it's it's, it's weird. Perfection. I mean, I guess it's yeah. The, casting that
0: can't be a coincidence
2: no no i think it was probably some kind of i, I mean i think subliminally that kind of stuff works on people right
1: is that true is, it, where just, have is I that actually it? true that's true oh. yeah that's there's true. a couple <laughs> yeah. other things in the movie that make that like that tie in very nicely mm. like that as well but they, they come later
3: But i mean it's got to be somewhat intentional i mean it's I directed so. by a huge music star from the exact era that uh, Stan yeah. would have been... Like, they would have been potentially competing, like, on on the yeah. charts. Fred Durst yeah. had beef with D12. They have they have a diss song against um, Limp Bizkit and
0: shit. <laughs> yeah. And Eminem mentions Limp Bizkit in a bunch of songs. So, yeah, they I don't think they were that friendly at times.
3: You also mentioned earlier that, um, you know, it's a lot like uh, King of Comedy. It's a lot like Joker. I think that's, that, that's kind of interesting because... This came out, if not the same year as Joker, like within yeah. like six months yeah, of it. Year. It's always weird where these like cultural products are kind of like resonating on the same frequency and they kind of spewed out at the same time. And, and on the thing that that is casting the guy that played Stan in the opposite role in the Stan music video, Joker casts Robert De Niro from, text, right, from right. A King of Comedy, yeah, but King where of comedy, he played Rupert yeah. Popkin in that. He's now playing the Jerry Lewis role. And it, this like, I wonder if Fred Durst like watched Joker and was like, <laughs> but, but but I just made this. Yeah. I just made this yeah. and nobody gave a fuck. And now like, this thing's come God, out. Joker made Huge. a billion
0: dollars. A
4: billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we know how much this movie made? It's um, more than
0: Gotti. You know,
2: very little, probably. $3,000. It I, it was it was literally. like three thousand dollars, yeah, literally. That's the box office, though. So I don't I don't know what that actually. That's like a f- opening day thing, isn't it? I don't yeah, know opening w- worst means. opening
4: weekend of of John Travolta's t- career, and but I think his favorite movie that he's ever made.
0: <sighs> oh, he loves it. Of course, he does. He got to free reign, just to be like, awesome. "Hello, no, I'm an English Bobby." I think oh, he's right. great.
2: He's just he's just so good. And why? Sorry, we, we, I wanted to cut in about this before. Like, why will we? Happily give Nicolas Cage that place, but we won't give it to someone like Travolta, who fucking owns.
3: I think Cage has done it more often. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's easier to see. And, and Travolta's
2: been in some pretty bad movies. Yeah, but so is so, Cage.
3: Yeah, you, know? like, you know. I mean, even mm. Cage's crazy movies. I don't know if Cage has ever done um, uh, mentally
4: handicapped. Uh, well, I mean, he's been deranged. <laughs> uh,
3: matchstick man Oh,
4: you know? sorry. Cage can't yeah. sing. Cage That's-
2: can't dance.
4: Okay, I retract everything I just said. Forrest Gump. You have been
1: kicked in
2: the gut until you are b- b- b-
3: pissed blood. We've
4: all seen that clip.
1: Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> that's,
0: not, that's not Nicolas Cage. But if Tom Hanks can do it, he made, he made an endearing mentally challenged man. Travolta wanted his crack at the Oscar.
1: Cast away.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's an obvious uh, reference, but this is very like *Tropic Thunder*. Simple Jack, like that—that that, yes. that is what I was yeah. thinking watching mm. yeah. watching this a little bit. But this is actually like it, it wasn't that embarrassing. Like I thought it was way over the top yeah. and wrong, but it was it was more fun than like I, I don't think anybody's seen this movie. I saw it on a plane back in the day where planes had one movie on them when I was like a kid, and it's Cuba Gooding Jr. playing. Uh, it's called *Radio*. Um, and it's based on a real guy, a guy who had, you know, uh, it, cognitive issues. I, I don't know what exactly it was because I was a kid, but when I saw, like, the simple Jack thing in Tropic Thunder, I, I just thought, like, this has got to be based on this Cuba Gooding Jr. role, this one thing. He's got, like, big fake teeth and he's running around and he's in, like, overalls, and oh. the whole crowd's like, the whole town's like, I do love that radio boy. He is so <laughs> special oh, All
0: right. So, so, where, where, where? We got We got Moose. He's on the street. He's doing his street performance as, a, as an English policeman. Oh, wait, he
1: did. Say the line at one point as well. She was the one being a celebutard. Yeah, that was good. Mm. Like that. Never, never heard that term before. Just wanted to throw that one out there.
3: That feels very Fred. Durst. Uh, mm. like right. Yeah. I, I can imagine <laughs> him saying it like "bah" in the song. That's how he sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, so we're also introduced to these other street performers. Well, one dude specifically who's a bit of an illusionist, but like a broy, like frat boy illusionist. And and his whole thing is just like sticking a nail into his face and bleeding everywhere. And then while he's doing that and getting money on the street, one of his friends is like pickpocketing the, the tourists that are watching. Um, so, those two guys are kind of trash bags. But for some reason, um, this this bro illusionist, like, I, it shows him do his act. It shows his friend pickpocketing and then the, the crowd disperses and then the, it cuts to them a few minutes later and they're like counting the money. He's like, this is all you got? And he's like, yeah, that's all I got. And they get into this really dumb, really quick fight where they completely dissolve their partnership and friendship, which is like, you know what? Fuck you. Get out of here. Fuck you. And then it's over. You're like, what? We
1: just met these guys. You guys
0: had something good here. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming after Moose. And he's like, hey, Moose, you, you want to join with me? And he's kind of like... Yeah, being a broy bully, just like he knows that he can take advantage of Moose, and and Moose is really uncomfortable and has that like sh- you know hunched shoulders, and he's like, Ugh, I just want to work on the Boulevard, being my policeman, please leave me alone.
2: And I had this written down in my notes, but I can't remember what he says. But he says something along the lines of like he doesn't respect Hollywood Boulevard
1: or something like this, or yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's what he's telling to the passers by. I'll
2: tell you what he
0: says because I wrote this one down too. He he's he tells um someone else he's like uh. Todd's not a god. He's full of doo-doo. He doesn't respect <laughs> Hollywood. I respect yeah. Hollywood. Which That's reminded right. me a lot of um, of Larry David in Curb Enthusiasm, where he's like, do you respect wood? I don't think you respect wood.
3: <laughs> it's also crazy uh, that uh, Todd the god, you know, ha- has just lost his relationship with this, like- uh, sneaky pickpocket, like super sleek guy, and then it's like, oh, you know who can replace him? Seven foot tall John Travolta yeah. playing the craziest <laughs> character ever, who's literally named Moose. Like, can you imagine Moose being like, "Oh, old sly, I'm gonna grab this guy's wallet." Like, yeah, what do you want from that? that I, I said that as a joke, but I think again that kind of speaks to the. Incongruous nature of maybe the script versus what's actually happening on on the screen. Yeah.
1: And just returning to Travolta and his character, like uh, half the movie he's not making eye contact with people. And then half the movie he's making intense eye contact with people. So I I just I want to give him credit and say that he was working the character out as he was going along, which is to Mm. say I give him no credit at all. He should have already had the character figured out before he got on set.
0: (laughs) So, so the, then the bro illusionist takes a uh, uh, meets Travolta in the bathroom with like what has he has he gone back to the guy? It's that the he was same guy. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ooh, yeah. They break up and one minute later they're just back together again. On again, off again. And that other guy is Bill Paxton's son.
4: Just, okay. just so everyone knows, uh, Bill Paxton's son is in this film.
2: Uh, Bill
3: Paxton.
2: Bill. Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Bill, wow. pa- Bill Paxton's son. Hello, I'm Bill Paxtingson. Oh, Bill Paxtingson. What would Bill Paxtingson say? <laughs> Hello, mate, I'm Bill Paxtingson. Nice to meet you. Hello, governor. I have a couple of Paxtons on me. I have a couple of Paxtons on me. Bill Paxtingson.
0: <laughs> okay. So Todd comes into the bathroom, the the bro illusionist, and him and his and his old partner who they've reunited instantly, they come in and start bullying Moose. Uh. And um and and you also feel like at this point you're like this Todd guy seems like a drug addict like like he's yeah. a coke head or a meth head or something yeah. like you know he's and they and they they just start bullying Moose and pushing him over and just like slapping him and then they start like pretending to make him simulate oral sex with them they're just like yeah. humping his head and stuff they're it's just bullying very they're frat boy yeah
2: and then in comes the black security guard yeah he's there to save the day
4: <laughs> it's like our voice of reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You boys leave him alone now. It's very strange that suddenly we're expected to know who this man is, but he's just (laughs) like an elderly black gentleman
1: who um mm. he could also just be beaten up by these two guys
2: exactly
3: it's like for <laughs> yeah, some they reason get him just as easily well i yeah, guess but he's but a security treated with guard huge amounts of respect but but he is an old guy but he's he like 70 years like, old
2: mentor figure to be like moose why do you yeah. take this you're a beautiful it's, boy yeah it's really weird it's <laughs> yeah. like we don't see enough of this guy and it's like wait who's yeah. this guy Why 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 does he care about moose so much yeah But he's also like, Moose,
0: you got to stand up for yourself. And then Moose is like, if Todd keeps picking on me, I'll have to make him stop. And you're like, ooh, this is the first hint that maybe he he's not that in control of his emotions. Yeah. Well, you know,
3: speaking of that, this was, you know, oscillating on the same frequency as Joker. These are the Wall Street guys, like, mm. that, he, that yeah. he kills in the train. Like, like that's this role. I mean, even his, like, transformation into Joker in that movie is right after he kills those guys on the train. He goes into a bathroom that looks almost identical to this. Oh. Yeah. Where he kind of dances in the mirror. Mm. It's, yeah. yeah th- these things are just like weirdly correlated and I feel almost sorry for Fred Durst about it.
2: Well, he was- I haven't yeah. seen Joker and, and I don't plan on seeing Joker purely because I feel like this is the superior
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Joker in the theatres and this was the same experience, if not more Travoltery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was Travolting.
0: If Fred Durst had got Joaquin Phoenix- or a what-cunt Phoenix, as we
2: call him. Um, <laughs> oh, he's brought it back. He's it back. He's got a bloody done it. He's done it. He's done Let's it. Let's say if,
0: if Phoenix played Moose and pulled, like, an Oscar-winning performance, could this film have made a billion dollars like Joker?
2: Mm. I don't know, man. I, I like I like this film. That's
1: my answer to that question. <laughs> Does that help? So, is it about this point that he meets up with Leah again at the bar, and they say that they love each other, and she shows him uh, this app? Is this is this what a happens? Very, next? A very
3: yeah well, platonic I've, brother sister caretaker kind of you know love. Yeah. it's it's odd. Yeah. But
2: we we need to set one thing up though. Sorry. So 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 he he ends up going to get his shit signed. At the memorabilia store. And unfortunately Dunbar gets pulled away by his wife who's expecting him to look after his uh, ex-wife who's expecting him to look after his son that night. So so just before Travolta or Moose gets the opportunity to have his stuff signed, he's been rehearsing in the mirror what he's going to say to this guy. Um, he's whisked away from the table, and Travolta's uh, Moose is like, Oh shit, where's he going? He needs to come back. He needs to sign my stuff. So he follows him out the back of this memorabilia store into the alleyway and sees an, a, an exchange between, um, between Dunbar and his wife. His wife's pissed. She's like, I had a date tonight. You were meant to look after our son. And um, Travolta then, or Moose then, s- sort of sticks his nose in it and it's like, Your ex wife's a bitch. I'm on your side. By the way, can you sign this? And, and of course, yeah. Dunbar's like, get the fuck away from me. This is like, you need to step off, man. Like I'm dealing with some family shit right now. And that's what sets everything else in motion. He meets his hero. Yeah. His hero's an asshole and says, I'd step the fuck back or I'll punch you in the face. We realize that Dunbar's a little bit aggressive, like just, just yeah. I mean, understandably, but also like he's more aggressive than you would expect a movie star to be in a situation like that. They'd probably handle it better.
4: Well, especially with a guy yeah. who's clearly like, not yes. with it. Yes. Y- you yeah. don't immediately yep. jump to, hey, how about I sign your fucking face with my fist? Uh. that's
0: right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. yeah. Um, the other thing is when he's in that line waiting for Dunbar he's like the next person in line he has this full-on fantasy and it's like Dunbar sitting at the table the signing table in the light, like and it's always like angelic singing and he's and he's smiling right at him and then and then right when moose finally is about to get his thing signed Dunbar gets pulled away um, to talk to his to talk to his ex-wife. But it's really stupid as well because the guy who pulls him away is the guy who runs the memorabilia mm, store yep. who's a good friend of Moose's who gets Moose into the yep. line who tells Moose <laughs> Dunbar's going to be here tomorrow sets the whole thing up and then he's the one who's like hey Dunbar, you got to go outside right before you sign Moose's <laughs> yeah. thing.
1: He dangles it right in front of Travolta's face and he's like, see, that's what you get for bringing the jacket down from 800 to 300 you motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that that sets that sets up the... um. Th- there's this weird this that st- sets up the Stan relationship. At this point, um, Moose is sort of like, I'm gonna write him a stern letter, or I need to go and talk to this guy because he's he says something else at this point. He says he's disrespected Hollywood as well, or he's disrespected the fans or some shit. And then, sorry, so 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 now now the two are the two are meeting up, um, Ellie or whatever her name is, and and Moose are meeting Leah. up in a bar, and Moose is like, how the fuck, you know, you're you're always following celebrities around town. How can I find where this guy lives cuz I want to talk to him?
0: And then she gives him access to this app that's like a star map for celebrities houses and things. Yeah, it's just
1: a dumb move on her part like Yeah, she, I don't know what she She knows him. She she's not just had a couple yeah. of interactions with him. She knows this she guy. She loves him. She loves him. And <laughs> also his response to that was like a very classic sort of aspergers response of like, yeah, I love you, with like no eye contact, no feeling, nothing. <laughs> and that's a moment where I was like, ooh, something, this guy could really, he could kill somebody, you know.
3: He lets her have a chip Like yeah. he's eating a whole bowl of fries and she keeps trying to grab uh, one and he's like not yeah, letting her. Like and then eventually he's he just like, okay, you can have one. <laughs> yeah. And she has one. And yeah. then she's like, mm, I love you. You <laughs> gave me this singular <laughs> fry.
2: <laughs> and then you're given like her narration, where like she—it it seems like her narration is constant. Like, I don't know why I told him how to stalk someone and where to find him, but I guess I just did. And then That's so there's true. another it's, time it's where
3: totally different to what she's like. Like in this scene, yeah. she's kind of bubbly, like Moose. You probably shouldn't do this, but oh, you're so great. Just do this thing. And the narration's like, "The world is a dark place. <laughs> I can't believe the things I've seen." She turns like full too. Rorschach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Moose writes a letter to Dunbar cuz he's been rejected with the when he when he when he met him talking to his ex. He writes this stand letter as we said he uses the app, finds Dunbar's house, jumps the fence. A housekeeper sees him, but he leaves the letter in the backyard and runs off. Then he tells Leah like I went to his house and she's like you can't be doing that. I know I just yeah. gave you this app. I know that you're a crazy stalker. And, and then and he's like he's like, I can't believe you're unhappy about this. I'm not a stalker. You're being so
1: mean. Just like Hunter's wife was. Dude, I would be as confused as he was. If she gave me that app and then was like, you actually used the app? I'd be like, what, the f- what, what do you think i was gonna do (laughs) like you gave it to me
0: why didn't he just put the letter in the mailbox why did he jump like he broke into the backyard to like leave it like next to Hmm. a a vase or a bird bath or something like before before such a weird specific place
4: sorry i was just gonna say before he goes to that house um uh, the the first time with the uh, like getting in there he, he goes to the gate and is just staring at the house and then uh, 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 what's his name Hunter arrives with his son and sees mm. him like staring mm. at his house and he's like what are you some kind of like deaf mute pervert what are you uh, just like immediately aggressive again <laughs> yeah. and he's like I yeah. just wanted to bring you a letter and he's like I don't take mail yeah yet. and uh so I think that's why he, he enters the backyard yeah yeah is that
3: that Matrix game? Into the... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's the yeah, into the backyard. <laughs> also, by the way, in that, that scene, the uh, there was some clever foreshadowing that we'll get to Ooh. for the end of the film because this movie's actually very okay. secretly good.
4: <laughs> ah. <laughs> Is the okay, foreshadowing okay.
0: that there's a scene where 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 Dunbar says to him, Hey, get the fuck out of my neighborhood. I don't want to see you again. And then like ten minutes later, there's an identical scene that's exactly the same where he mm. says the same <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> that's so, right, they so, so the housekeeper tells Dunbar that some guy broke into the backyard and she's crying and she's like, she was quite scared that she saw this guy in the backyard. And so he consoles her, but you know, he actually kisses her and then they stop and then and she's like, We can't do that anymore. And he's like, Yeah, I'm I'm really sorry. And then uh, she finds the letter, and when she finds the letter, so for some reason there's a backstory where he has been banging his housekeeper. I don't
3: know why. It, that's it doesn't go at all, anywhere but, at all. It, it felt like maybe yeah. that. Like, it really reminded me of like that Arnold Schwarzenegger story. If you remember when that came out, yeah, years ago. I was yeah. wondering if that was just like in the headlines around some point of the long gestation period of this film, and it just made its way in there.
0: And then um, it's funny later because later Dunbar's on the phone to a friend for no reason. He's like. Uh, I kiss the housekeeper again. I don't know why I keep doing it. I know it's not the right thing, but yeah. And you're like, is that meant to be our like emotional connection to Dunbar, who besides that is just an aggressive asshole like the whole time? Um, But anyway, so, so Moose has been told to leave Dunbar. He left his letter. Everything should be fine. But he wants to see Dunbar open the letter, so he goes back to the house.
2: Oh, doesn't he say he wants to see how he lives as well? Like he explains after mm. after whatever Leah, what's her name? Sorry, Leah. 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 After Leah is like, I can't believe you went there. What's wrong with you? He's like, I'm not a stalker. I just want to see how he lives. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of kind of stalkerish. So he goes back. Yeah, and he's and he's looking through the through the um. He's like over the fence. He's in the bushes. In the bushes. Yeah. He jumps he's, over the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he makes it over the fence, he says to himself, I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something yeah, like. yeah, No, but he does
0: another, am, am I all right? Right? When yeah. he lands, all right? When he lands. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: love that. He's, he's just kind of, I think he's just trying to see into the house. Like, I don't think he's looking for the letter or anything. He's just trying to see into the house. And the oh, housekeeper yeah. comes, comes out. She out. notices the letter, goes to pick it up. And um, then he jumps out of the bushes like, don't open that. That's not for you kind of thing. And she's like, she's already freaked out. Her response is to do what they do,
0: which is slap. She just goes full slap box style.
2: Well, she's
3: understandably freaking out because he's broken into this house for the second time in as many days.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And she was, was, you know, she was brought to tears the first time when she was consoling, uh, confiding rather, with um, Dunbar so she's yeah she's f- scared, and so she starts attacking him, and he's like getting frustrated with being slapped over and over again. So he gives her an uppercut, yeah. and she flies backwards. No, he, hits he shoves her, her, her bird off. Bird doesn't he? Oh okay, he doesn't, yeah, I don't know. It looked a bit like a <laughs> sort think, of like a smack in the head he from below. No, it's, with it's, an the nub, it's
1: the nub of his hand goes into it, like uh, in the between palm? the chin yeah, and the top yeah, lip. That's, right. that's what it's like. Yeah. Oh, Open yeah.
4: palms are to the street. Oh,
2: and so this is this is where I think it's this is it's moments like this that made me think, oh, it's kind of meant to be a bit of a black comedy. He knocks her back; she falls backwards, Machia. knocks her head on like a bird bath or something like this, and then lies on the ground, and she's clearly dead. Yep. She's Insta dead. Right? Yeah. And she's There's got a big pool of blood, blood coming from, goes, from the back of her head. Oh, you've got a lot of blood on your nose. You got a nosebleed. I had a nosebleed like that once, and like sort of talks. You gotta shove tissues up it. Talking to a dead yeah. body, and I'm like,
1: it's yeah. pretty funny." Yeah, it's, it's
0: yeah. And- he goes, "That's a nosebleed. I had one. They're not fun. You gotta fix it by putting paper towels off your nose." And then he just walks <laughs> off and leaves her, and she's like, "Gotta." <laughs> well, he doesn't. Know, he doesn't just walk of off. Of them, he? he hears
1: the wind chimes, and then he follows the sound of the wind <laughs> chimes because that's just how he operates. You know, whatever ne- whatever's next, he's just bing, bang, boom. I think. Yeah.
2: I think what that is. I'm not sure. I think that what is what that is is that. The wind chimes are near an open door into the house. Mm. So the wind chimes draw his attention. And then he's looking at the wind chimes and realizes that door is open. He's like, oh, maybe I'll just go into his house.
1: I thought the whole thing. Is that right? I think Mm. so. And I think it was all beautiful. That whole thing is beautifully written and beautifully performed. It's chilling. Like that. I don't know. That's that's realistic (laughs) as fuck to me. Like he'd just be like, he's freaking out. So he's trying to cover up the fact that the reality is she's bleeding and dying. And he's just like, oh yeah, you can just solve it like this. And then he's willingly distracted by the wind chimes.
2: And then you get this fantastic... That, then you get this fantastic home alone kind of scene where he's just, oh, like, man. running around Dunbar's yeah. house, like, trying on his clothes and, like, <laughs> jumping on his bed. Yeah, he, and, like, he gets two eating eating to and porridges. puts them up to his head
3: and he just runs around going, yeah.
2: Moose is in the house, Moose is in the house,
3: here comes Moosey. <laughs> like he's some sort of, like, yeah. Nesquik uh, mascot.
0: <laughs> Are you guys saying that you read it that he... He knew he'd killed the guy, uh, the, the housekeeper, but he was no. like um, in no, denial or did he literally have no idea? He's that like, he's that far gone that he just can't even tell what happened.
1: I don't think he could tell. I don't think he understood that she was dead.
2: Yeah, that's how I read
1: it. Yeah, I think he knew and he was trying to put the genie back in the bottle. He was just like. And then the wind chimes happen and he just forgot. Slash was like, okay, that's it now. I'm over there. He's trying to put the genie back in the bathroom. Yeah, water. he's trying to put the baby back inside the bottles, genie baby.
0: I feel like he he plays it like he doesn't know she's dead. And then as he goes through the house, he yeah, he does weird stuff like uh he takes a shit for some reason. He reads a script and he's like, That's a bad script. He shouldn't do that movie. Mm. Uh, he's like looking through his pills, and then he brushes his tooth with he brushes his teeth with the kids. Um, is it the kid or is it is it Dunbar's toothbrush? But it's not just a brush; he just fully cleans his tongue, like gets that gunk mm. off his tongue. Like he knows what he's doing.
2: Mm. And and when he's when he's inspecting the drugs, so there's like drugs up on the counter, and like there's a couple of sleeping pills or something. It's like these insomnia, yeah. Uh, what is it? Fucking insomnia, yeah. It's like he shouldn't be taking drugs. This is bad. Like, but if he has yeah.
3: empathy. He goes, "Wow, two to sleep, one for insomnia." Hmm. Or Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like waddles yeah, away. Yeah. It's uh, sweet. I think this is another, I don't want to keep bringing this up like I'm some big, like a Joker head. But the, the scene <laughs> where he brings out the script, it's shot in this flat wide and it feels kind of improv-y. And it looks exactly like the shot in Joker when he just pulls everything out of his fridge and crawls inside. If you can like picture oh, that, yeah. it's like the exact same shot composition. Yeah, yeah. And it's just one of these weird... Fucking like exact rhyming mm. visuals. Yeah, and does
0: Joker do that right after he kills his own mum as well? Uh, I th- is that around yeah, the same? Yeah, t- stop I, spoiling
2: I Joker. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I probably <laughs> never right. will because I've seen yeah. the superior film. But <laughs> also, we'll, will we'll,
3: we'll get to it. So, um, but. Moose just killed a woman, a human yeah. woman
2: <laughs> who has yeah. been shown to be
3: like maybe slightly exploited by her like boss who's kind of got a sexual yeah. identity with her. And then um, she dies. Is there really any comeuppance for
2: her death? No, not for a no. long time. No,
3: no, <laughs> we forget about not. her for several uh, days. She, 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 she no gets one she finds a good her.
2: mention from the narrator.
3: <laughs> yeah, the narrator. Someone stuff, finds her at the very is. end. Somebody finds her at the exact, like, convenient time, but, like, Moose never gets in
2: trouble for it. Moose no. just carries on. It seems completely insane that she's not found. Like, I thought, like, I was with it for, like, maybe two more scenes after this one. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to find the body soon. But yeah, then there are, like, for five it. more yeah. scenes, and you're like, it's <laughs> been, like, five days. Has no one gone out into the backyard yet? Seriously, I
3: think that's another one of those l- low-budget things whereby... It sounds so stupid because you think of this as, as being cheap and obviously it's cheap, but I reckon this would have had like a shooting schedule of like, so, so, that would have been so tight. And they would have been like, okay, we killed her. Now in this in the script, he hides her body or at least drags it behind right. a bush, but oh, oh, all yeah. the sun's setting, we got to keep moving. So they miss it. But then she's lying dead, fully exposed in like, in the on the of middle of his lawn. In the open part of the backyard, like yeah. on the lawn. And it's not a
0: fully isolated house. Supposedly, this movie cost 18 million. So, it wasn't oh, super, right. super cheap.
1: I think the three scenes that she was in were filmed and written right at the end when they realized he hadn't done anything dangerous up until the very end of the film. They needed him to he do- He never snowboarded. He never broke the Maybe. threshold. Oh, he except he did He did choke the, that guy one time when he was pushed too far on the yeah. street. Oh, that yeah. was the first scary moment. But yeah, you see him. Todd like,
0: comes uh, up to him and he fully grabs him by the throat and he's just like, stop bullying me or
3: whatever. And then uh, again, one that, of the that, other like, stereotype of, of like an old, wise, like black character comes <laughs> and says like, you did a good thing there, <laughs> Moose. <laughs> yeah. He like, it descends from the champions? heavens.
1: <laughs> what does he say to that guy when he's choking him? He's like, I want your head to fall off and a truck to drive over and it's splat everywhere. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh my God. And then behind. we get
2: a West Borland oh, yeah. image yeah. of him being strangled. Yeah, yeah that was sick. It was good. Yeah. I like that stuff.
3: Where's Boland, whose head fell off in one of the Limbisca Music videos? He was eating a burger at an outdoor, but does anybody remember this? He's eating like a burger at an outdoor thing and he like eats the burger and then his head lilts back, but the head like com- keeps lilting back and just gets decapitated. I think it was what, what uh, Life in the Fast Lane.
1: Uh, maybe. Oh, I didn't even no, know No, it wasn't that one. Because
3: that. that was the one where it was all goofy in front of green screen. Damn it.
1: I can't remember which one it was. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Pauly Shore was in and together now. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, I
4: was just gonna say that to that bully. He he also says, and this is the start of the kind of uh, the referencing kind of storm that happens in this movie, where he says, "I wish I was. I wish that Freddy Krueger would come chop off your head, and so everyone would see mm. your head get run over, and everyone would watch it on TV." <laughs> and it's just this kind of yeah,
0: what he should have said, as as he held Todd's throat in his hands, he should have just looked him dead in the eye and said, I'll take a chainsaw and skin your ass raw. Yeah. <laughs> that's right.
1: It's just one of those days. And when he's going through yeah. that house as well, he's going through the kitchen and he goes into the fridge. He's like, mm, poor Danny, all that money and no ice cream. He really, he really <laughs> feels yeah. for it, Which him. comes back later. And that's going to come back later. It's because he's,
0: he's such a kid. But yeah, so then he's, he's in the house at night. He puts on a movie. And oh, actually no. Hunter comes back. He hides in the he hides in the closet. That's when we see Hunter on the phone, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I kissed the housekeeper again. I don't know what's wrong with me. And then, <laughs> and, and you just see like Travolta's eyes hidden between some jackets yeah, like in the in the <laughs> in the cupboard. And then um, Hunter like takes his sleeping pills, passes out on the couch. And so our boy Moose. Like snaps a selfie. He goes to snap a selfie with him. Drops the phone on his chest. <laughs> he, he 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 stirs a little, and then uh, Moose picks up the phone, takes another f- selfie, and then just like does the old sniff the earlobe, touch his face, and walk around the house. And then he puts on a movie, he and we get like him. the only kisses flashback. Him on the forehead. Yeah, because oh, yeah, a little kiss. Yeah. And he took, yeah. he takes a
2: selfie of him kissing him on the forehead as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Which is, It was so very, which,
3: like, yeah. Tim and Eric. It felt like a total, yeah, yeah. like,
5: bye bye.
4: thinks going stop, gonna stop he also, he, touching him, but he definitely does not stop yeah. touching him. He puts his finger
0: he goes in his way mouth. too far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. And then he he just pulls up next to him, doesn't he? He just like sits in the lazy boy next to him and mm. puts a movie on. Well, first
2: on. first he he throws he throws a like a blanket over him as well yeah. to stop him from Tucks getting him cold. In. And then yeah, they he he's sort of living the dream. He's like sitting down in um in Dunbar's house watching a movie with him, except that Dunbar's yeah. passed out on the couch next yeah, to him. It's a little yeah, bit
3: misery sort of- all of a sudden where he's got yeah, like his idol right, it at get, his gets, whim.
0: It gets super misery. Um, and then we have the only flashback of the whole movie, which is M- Moose as a kid. And it's like, I guess it's meant to explain like his entire personality. It doesn't personality, explain anything. <laughs> but it's just Moose being like eight years old, sitting in front of the TV, watching like an old horror movie or something. And it's his, his mom in the dead. background a dead, with yeah. like a guy coming over that yeah. she's about to fuck. And, and they don't care that he's just sitting there.
1: Yeah, I think the suggestion is that he was neglected and the TV raised him and so now he has Asperger's.
3: Well, okay, yeah. well, I, I, That's I got, how he
2: got Asperger's. I thought it was vaccines. I've got a
3: couple of things to say here and I remember I, I, I started this podcast being like, hey, this is like the only podcast I do with people aren't wearing their Captain America shirts and this is the second time I'm going to re- reference Watchmen but this is exactly <laughs> the origin story of Rorschach from Watchmen right, if anybody's right, read that comic yes. or seen the film oh. where it is literally a shot of a little boy who grows up to be crazy watching the TV whilst in the background in the exact same shot composition his mum is a sex worker and has brought home a client and he's like was. hey kid it's, don't worry I, about it. I knew thing. it was
0: familiar I was like I've definitely seen this before where there's yeah the kid despondent watching TV like blocking out the reality of his mum getting boned behind I him.
1: think I know why that's familiar well, to you Declan.
4: Well it's also the, the, the origin story of the cable guy. Jim Carrey and the cable guy the exact same thing. Oh right. With his mother talking to some guy about being like uh, going out and banging
0: a bunch of dudes. Am I wrong, yeah. or is Fred Durst friends with Ben Stiller as well? There's a Limbiscut song where it's like yeah, Ben Stiller, friends. you are my yeah. favorite motherfucker, <laughs> and I think does Ben Stiller. You don't, like
2: you call don't just him at the throw favorite motherfucker around <laughs> <Yeah>. willy nilly, <laughs> all right? Yeah. All your best yeah. friend. He's right? obviously CBS. trying to get a <laughs> yeah.
1: film deal with Ben Stiller. He just wanted to make <laughs> yeah. films.
3: All yeah, true. No hey, have is you
2: it- have you guys seen that episode of um of Watchmen where there's, um, they come in with like, the customers come in with heaps of watches and they've only got seven hours to fix all yeah. of them <laughs> and they're rushing around and. Mm. I just really like that one. And they one. keep showing. They it's keep like saying, Comic saying Book we only have Man, X amount of show.
1: time to complete the task. That's
2: right and it's sort of like a it's sort of a spoof on 24 you got the little beeping clock down in the bottom left hand corner and they've got their little monocle things on and they're trying to put the cogs into the watches. The, yeah, it's just Because
1: all the clocks are broken nobody knows what the real time is and then they have to go out and observe mm. the sundial. Yeah that was, a, that was a good episode. I'm
3: being annoying I just want to go back to that scene just, just one more yeah. time of, of Moose's the Moose's origin story as, as a mm. kid because <laughs> I thought this was weird and I I know we're putting a lot of Fred Durst emphasis into this thing, but the film seems to be suggesting that because he was neglected and because he watched violent media with the whole, like, they're coming to get you, Barbara, scene playing, that it was like violent media made this guy crazy, violent Mm. media made this guy want to go home invade, which seems totally antithetical to the movement of music that Fred Durst was a part of. Like, that was during this, like... You know, if the 90s had the satanic panic, the kind of uh, turn of the millennia in the early noughties was like, Marilyn Manson is making your children go nuts and go crazy. And that was exactly the same yeah. scene as Limp Bizkit. And it's fucking weird then <laughs> that the director, of, uh, uh, the guy from Limp yeah. is making a movie whereby like, yeah, violent media did make you crazy. Nah. So no, maybe that, that is, is supposed to be satirical was, or something. He was outspoken at the time. He's like, music
0: cannot make you go violent. <laughs> movies however <laughs> are a complete freak show it was, <laughs>
2: you don't want to watch that it shit it was the say it was the satanic panic in the 90s and it was the new metal frettle in the 2000s <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> the risk it for limp biscuit
2: <laughs> let's rewind oh. for a second though because oh, because man. we did miss like the best the best scene in the entire movie Sure. um somehow we glossed over this like there is a scene, I think, and I think it's incidental to the whole film, right? He, I think, the-
0: if if it's the one you're about to say, I think it comes right after this. Is this the car scene?
2: Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it comes after. Yeah. I thought it came before. It comes right, right after. So it's hard so to know because he- this
0: movie me-
3: repeats its scenes a
2: couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: But but that's pretty common with it's like Nightcrawler as Morgan said like you know each time it gets stretched a bit further and further until by the end it's like completely fucked up. Except this only has two characters. <laughs> yeah. So Moose wakes up with his alarm clock right next to Hunter and 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 his phone buzzes or whatever and then he goes like oh shit and then he gets up and leaves and Hunter kind of just stirs but just missed him whatever. Moose gets away. And then we cut to what I'm assuming is Hayden's <laughs> favorite scene. Can I
2: can I say though before we get to that though? This, this is when I'm like, wait a minute, there's a dead person outside. Like before then I can forgive it. Uh, Hunter comes home like at nighttime, comes in through the front door, doesn't have any need to go to his back door, goes straight to his bedroom. Um, I'm fine with that, but now it's the next day. You're probably going to go into the kitchen, make a coffee, look out your back window, something like this. You're going to see a dead body. Your kid's going to run around
3: and we cannot overemphasize how little she is hidden like she is in a stark field with neon signs pointing towards her saying (laughs) corpse that's exactly
2: right and so i thought i thought that the movie was entering its final act and the rest of that evening was going to be the rest of the movie Mm. but we're now into the next day and also was his son with him did his son come home that night as well i don't know
0: Maybe he's gone to pick the son up and that's why he's right. driving through the neighbourhood in this next scene.
1: Yeah, the opportunity, it right. was all set up. He'd killed the, the nanny uh, named Fran. Uh, <laughs> Fran. John Travolta had gone into the house, made his remarks about the ice cream, watched the home videos, and then fell asleep on the couch and left. He shouldn't have left. That should have been like- where things started picking up you know but yeah now we're made to reset yeah. the whole movie again we're in the car what happens what what are we doing in the car <laughs>
2: that's right and so i think i think honestly it'll be best if i just play the clip um into into the <laughs> microphone rather than um Rather than explain what happens, I mean, I'll explain it. But, but he's he's he, the father Dunbar is in the car. He's driving his son back to his house. You're gonna play
1: Andrew O'Keefe's tasteless joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> it's also <laughs> they- <laughs> important to note
0: the year is the late 2010s. Like this movie came out 2019, so let's say it's 2018, 2019 when it's set. That's important to know because this kid's like 11 years old.
2: Yeah, and then this is the exchange they have in the car. Okay, with me. so I don't know if that came through very well but he says something like you okay with a little bit of music yeah you want to listen to some Limp <laughs> A bit of the biscuit, um, and then he puts on he puts on a Biscuit track, which plays for a while. And it's like, yeah, that is nice. That's nice. <laughs> I least, I used to listen to this one back when back in the
1: day, man. <laughs> that means he <laughs> wrote he wrote I. in the script. That is nice. Yeah. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is nice about his music. <laughs>
2: I have never listened to a song and go and went like. Yeah, that's nice.
1: That's nice. But even about your own music, it's even <laughs> further. Like, that's no, But worse than
3: oh, being in the script, sad. like, I don't think it's in the script. I think he said hey, Devin, so now you're going to say, you know, put Limp on and I'm going to shoot, we're going to keep rolling and I want you to improv, like, what you think, like, your reaction to the music. Mm, And so he's sitting there like, who's my director? Like, and it's probably a 10-minute take of him being like, whoa, it's nice, it's nice. (laughs) This is fucking so fucking good. Oh, man, I love this fucking (laughs) song. And then they sorted it out in the edit. That's so
2: awkward. A little bit of like, the biz. Uh, you want yeah. the actor to go?
0: Well, well, what song am I listening to here? Is it? Is it Rolling? Is it My Generation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, not, no, not even one it. of the ones that people know.
1: Yeah, no, it's the truth. Yeah, that, like, I, I will
2: say though that the, that the truth that is a that's a sick sick song. It's a very sick song. It's pr- yeah, it's a sick and, sick and I feel song. Like it's, it's a sick it's sick place, <laughs> and everybody's judged by the sick sick face,
3: sick sick, <laughs> sick dreams, <laughs> and sick sick life. Sick sick kid with a sick sick knife, knife. Yeah,
2: that's. I feel like this is Fred Durst going like, you know, what song never got enough attention and was like one of our less lame ones, and like is a, like a little bit more yeah. sort of subtle. It's the truth. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in my movie, and, and an then angel it'll from have the like future yeah.
3: told me that a film very much like this will make a billion dollars this year. Yeah. So <laughs> it's gonna so finally- be I mean. So if I put this in, it'll finally chart. He's yeah. got like this like oh. monkey pole vision, this crystal ball of the future and he's just yeah. got it a little bit wrong.
0: See, the, the film director side of me pictured it in a different way, which is it's a pre-prod meeting <laughs> and he's talking to his music supervisor and they're going, we do not have a lot of budget for any um, needle drops <laughs> in this movie. We have like the composer budget and we can't really afford anything else and he's like... I reckon I can maybe convince a label to throw in like a like yeah. a B side Limp biscuit track for like a couple grand. Yeah. And They're like, you really want to do that in your own movie? And he's like, no, nah, it'll be sick. It'll be sick. <laughs> yeah, also,
1: we know you, we know you wanted Lunig for those drawings, but we can't get him. Do you want to <laughs> just get with? <Wes? laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me started
2: on Lunig, please. My friend put like. Added me to a lunic appreciation group on Facebook and it's just ruined my life. <laughs> fucking hate Lunig. We used to have Lunig lose days where every lose day he would post a Lunig um, comic in, in, the, in the chat. And God, <laughs> those days always went five times longer than the other days. Isn't he anti vax now? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, he's all kinds of things. Yeah. The, he's the, pretty the main boomer thing is now. he's fucking not funny (laughs) how yeah
3: how much of this movie do we have left to talk about i'm like just on that scene quickly like it is it's just like so audacious it's kind of it's just so like nakedly uh self aggrandizing it fucking rules i was trying to think of like another like maybe cross media director who could do the same thing and and the thing that popped into my head was like it's like if john krasinski who directed a quiet place Rode into a quiet place that the whole family's heading for monsters. He's like, God, these monsters are pretty full on. We should watch something to take our minds off it. You guys you guys heard of The Office? And then it cuts to the whole family nice. watching The Office and he just nice. keeps being like, wow, wow, this gym guy is so fucking funny. I oh, mean, the
1: way he looks at the camera, I can't fucking this believe it. This is nice. This is nice.
2: <laughs> I used to watch this when I was back in the days. He's driving around with his son watching The Office. This is nice. <laughs> it would be the family
0: sitting nice. around being like, do you remember before these aliens attacked- how we used to watch Some Good News on
3: YouTube. That was a great web series. <laughs> okay, the Some Good News thing is like a total scam, right? Because he sold, we all know what some good news is, right? It was like John Krasinski being like, what if the news was like a picture that your kid did and you go, wow, that's a great picture of the sky, child. He sold that for some like record deal for millions of dollars. To CBS. But not with him hosting to a network. So what he sold was the concept of a person on YouTube reading good news that has been bought to not feature him so he oh. I, he just sold the news as as a format for <laughs> millions of dollars. It's 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 like one of the most cynical things I I, I can think of recently.
4: Yeah, fuck yeah, John Krasinski, to be honest, honestly. Fuck.
3: Right, I I mean
0: everyone's no, thinking. you gotta feel it, for I'm him. A saying. Quiet Place Two got delayed. <laughs> quiet Place Two was meant to come out, and then COVID has moved it back like over a year in the schedule. And what's he gonna do? He's gonna sell a, a YouTube series to cbs for millions
3: no that's true i'm sure he's struggling from being the lead on on the biggest show of all time and his
2: wife is also emily blunt (laughs) yeah (laughs) he also shills for the cia that's true i thought he fell apart i thought that he was like on the office and then it was like all right that's the end of that guy No, that was a post malone song um i don't don't know what the references. Right, let's go back to Limbisket Pizza. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, if we could, if <laughs> we could, Hayden's please. That's zone. That's where Hayden is comfortable. Mm, it's my sweet spot. All right. So, so, okay. So, so he fucking again. A couple of days pass, and and it's insane that he and his son, like they kind of have to surely sort of look at the backyard to get into the house later that day. They still don't find this
1: dead woman, Boons, um, yeah.
2: and then they spend the whole day in their house what happens after
1: this cuz Travolta goes back well i think he he goes back to visit Leah again right
0: no no But hold on, they're listening to him. Well, he nearly hits him with his car. Yeah, he finds him on the street again, and he's like, "I fucking told you to never come by here." And he really gets in his face, and he's like, um, he's screaming at him. He's like, "You ever come back here, I'll kill you," and all these things. And and he's like, "Oh, fine, I won't come back. I'll never come back." And he's like, "Get out of here, you stalker!" And that's like his like Marty McFly, "Don't call me a chicken" thing, where he's just like, Mm. "I'm not a stalker. Mm. I'm not a stalker." And then we see another quick animated Wes Ball and drawing of him, and then we see him draw. It cuts to like a night time and uh, moose is driving around on his moped again in his cop costume for some reason the tires just start sparking and he kind of like the machine malfunctions and he kind of crashes into the pavement he does another am i all right his, it's sort his of symbolic
2: line. isn't it the, the wheels are falling off you know he's he's not yeah, he's not dude. keeping it you know what i mean
0: no it's a romantic thing it's like him and the moped sparks flying. He, he, he washes his face and it, and it does a bit of like a taxi driver kind of thing. He's like yelling a conversation to himself about Dunbar because he hates him now. And he's calling him Dummy Bar. Like he's really destroyed. He burns all his memorabilia. He, he like throws all this stuff into the fire and the best line is he's like, wh- he's like throwing old DVDs and stuff and he's just goes, he's, like, he's talking about Dumbo and he goes, you just pretend all day. Anyone can do that. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
1: The irony. It's the worst red line in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> if Fred Durst gets to put
0: Lim Biscuit in and, and, and have a little uh, like inside joke, John Travolta gets to make fun of acting.
2: Why does he go back to his house one more time? To watch a movie starring Dunbar. Because he's crazy. Yeah,
0: Leah confronts him and she's like, you took a photo of you kissing Dunbar in his house and <laughs> That's you posted, posted it on your on social, social, media. social media. Yeah, and they just keep That's saying, well, stop looking at my social media. <laughs> yeah. You are now blocked on my <laughs>
2: social media. We're
0: not going to say Twitter or Instagram. Not sure we can get the rights for that. We spent it
2: all on Limp Biscuit songs. And, and, and he says, I don't get this. But maybe I'm dumb, but he refers to... He gets grumpy with her and, like, storms out. And he's like, she's not my BBF anymore. What's a BBF? It's Is like it BFF? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's, she says I think that's the thing. He
1: said it earlier in the it's movie. And it was, uh-huh. like, a joke because he's dumb. He doesn't know uh-huh. how to say BFF. And then she doubled uh-huh. down on it. And that was obviously the only okay, cool. thing that they had. It's cute. It's a- Well, it didn't land with this guy.
3: Yeah, it didn't land with me either. I genuinely thought it was just a... Fuck up. I thought they punched they it <laughs> yeah. and they just left it. I in. thought
2: I just didn't know what the teens called it these days.
1: And
3: like I I have I wrote notes through the movie and have been forgetting to refer to them, but I wrote that note underlined so many times. I was like, oh, man, I'm so clever. I picked up this said B-B-F instead of B-F. Yeah. These losers. The first
1: time he said it, I thought, no, Fred Durst has really mucked up there. But then when she said it back to him, I'm like, oh, they, they have that thing together. But then he slams her up against the wall and she's still sort of talking to him. She's not, she's not really perturbed by yeah. that. If that happened to you, you'd be fucking frightened, man. I mean, like, yeah. if, if a dude of that size yeah. and you're that- He's huge. Yeah. He's
2: giant. Yeah. He's massive. And and the crazy haircut. shit that yeah. he's doing now as well. I want to talk about Leah, Leah for just a millisecond. Um, she is from uh, one of the latest iterations of Degrassi, and Degrassi the the eighties and nineties. Degrassi is like one of my favorite shows of all time, but um, that's just a tidbit. She she's she's in the crappy Degrassi's. Who's she play? Oh, I don't know. It's it's like well, it's like from like two years ago. Degrassi. Damn. Like yeah, oh, it's hyper modern. It's like,
4: is it good? All right. I I love. Uh, I mean, I watch. Wish- Trash for a living. So, yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's more <laughs> of the goods.
0: All right. We should get- Can we get to not- Can we get off Degrassi? We've been going for no, 90 minutes. I've got, I've
2: no, I've got an hour <laughs> on Degrassi. We've now been going for
0: the length of the film. Yeah. It, it is a 90 this, year. this is a long
2: one. We're, we're going long. That used to be our rule
0: that we wouldn't do a podcast longer than the length of the film. But, you know, that was when we had a different name and
1: a whole different show. Yeah, potatoes are much slower growers than tomatoes. All
0: right. So, this scene where he fights with Leah- he he has a big confrontation with Leah and, and he ends up being blocking her on social media and leaves and we have another animation which may be the final one but this is a shot of um uh Moose dead with like a like he's shot himself and there's like a blood pool and you're like, oh my god, what the hell? He's dead like in this animation, it must be foreshadowing something. And then uh we cut to Dunbar's house, he wakes up with a sock in his mouth. Not tied to his mouth, just in his mouth, which makes it really easy for him to hilariously just spit out instantly. But he's tied to his bed kind of misery style. And Moose is next to him at the foot of the, uh, of the bed on the ground with a blood pool around his head. And and then Dunbar's like, whoa, what have you done, you stupid psycho stalker? Oh, my God. And then uh, Moose gets up and he's like, oh, I was just pretending to be dead. Ha, ha. And he kind of taunts um, or plays with Dunbar a bit. Like he he puts on a Jason mask and he come and, you, you know, Dunbar's like, well, this guy's legitimately broken into my house. I've seen him numerous times. He's tied me up. And Moose is like putting on a Jason mask with a prop knife and stabbing him in the chest really hard. But the knife is like retracting. But he's still stabbing him so hard that it still, like, draws
3: blood from the guy as well. I, I, I didn't know what they wanted from the scene because it's like, I'm stabbing no. you. No, I'm not. But, oh, it, it made you bleed a tiny bit. It, it, it was just, it was odd. It, it was yeah. weird middle ground. And then, and then
0: Moose tastes the blood. He, like, puts his finger on it. And he's like, oh, I actually did cut you a bit. Sorry. Mm. He's like Uh, that's not good Yeah that's real blood And then he's like uh, why are you so angry
2: all the time I should be angry I love you I see all your movies I think
0: you're the best stop being mean to me
2: And, and, And then there's just like I don't know it's like a 10 minute long scene Of them sort of doing this dance Of like uh, Dunbar's like well how am I gonna play this guy mm. is he a crazy he starts to cotton on to the fact that he's just like a bit of a simple sort of autistic man and he's like oh I just need to sort of like talk him down and calm him down and he's like you know I'll sign anything that you want and yeah. you know you're actually a really smart dude and, and, and you know would yeah. you like to watch my movie with me do you want to go downstairs and grab a beer and we can watch movies yeah. together you just have to untie me Travolta time
1: also does like a series of uh, parodies of movies and characters from movies movies as well and one of them he comes in and like pours gasoline on him and he's like Mr. Blonde he says I'm Mr. Blonde so he's making a reference to a movie that is in the same universe as a movie that he played a character in (laughs) he's making reference to Reservoir Dogs (laughs) and he was in Pulp Fiction that's pretty funny
3: playing uh, Mr. Blonde's brother right yeah, he plays Mr. Blonde's brother but They're both Vegas
0: Which you just can't That's do hilarious. You're just not allowed to do that <laughs> He's also he's That's also doing the that. Mr.
3: Blonde scene But he's not pro- fully singing Steeler's Wheel no. Like he's, he's yeah. singing suck <laughs> in the middle with you But he gets like half a line out Because I think they're like If yeah. you do more than six words we got to pay for <laughs> yeah. it yeah. So he's yeah. just like burr, 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 burr,
4: burr, burr, In the middle stuck yeah. burr,
0: well, burr, I burr, Don't know burr. what a, And then he just stops Now he's like If you do more than six words We will not have money For a
2: Limp Biscuit song In the end credits of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um actually that that is that is scary. When when he when he's like pouring gasoline on Dunbar and Dunbar's freaking Dun, Dunbar does a very good job in this in this scene, I think. He plays it very well. Um although slightly confusing, but either anyway, when he's freaking out, it's like holy shit, I'm I'm a, he's about to fucking light me on fire. That's yeah, that's genuinely terrifying. Hmm. And then um and then Travolta or Moose is like don't worry, it's just water. I'm not actually going to light you on fire. Yeah. It's just uh, no, it's funny. He's he's just like it's this weird thing of him playing out his favorite movies
1: yeah. with his favorite actor. Yeah. And- he's yeah. just doing his favorite fantasies with this guy and he's like, "Come on, you're like this. You you must be into movies yeah. like I'm into movies cuz mm. you're in movies."
2: Yeah.
0: And then he's yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I just don't really watch that many movies," Hunter says. And then <laughs> um, we also get like Bad the most move. important part in this scene, which is Hunter saying Moose holds the power, a.k.a. Mm. the line that was quoted in the beginning of the film. Finally, mm. finally we get the quote. catharsis of knowing where that came from and what the context <laughs> was. And then Moose is basically like, I'm going to get some food. And then he's like quoting the the Night of the Living Dead, the Barbara thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, Hunter bargains with him and he's like, he does the classic. But wait, like, when well, he when he goes go? to get
1: that food, he goes into the kitchen and we get another little bit of voiceover and, uh, and Leah says- Moose didn't just cross the line. He fucking nuked it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He nuked the line. He nuked the line.
2: Nuked that line. Just don't put fucking voice over there. They didn't need to narrate anything there. Yeah. It's it just so jammed dumb. that in well, there. Well,
3: speaking of jammed that in there, that's where I thought you were going to go with that scene, which is early on, he, the first time he broke in, he's like, mm, oh, yeah. Danny doesn't even have a, any strawberry ice cream. That's no good. And then later on, when Hunt is tied up, he basically repeats that, like, what's in the strawberry ice cream for Danny, your son? Oh. And he goes and he takes this jam, this like... Some sort of jam or compote or preserve, yeah. and he unscrews it and he's yeah. just like dipping his dirty ass fingers in the jam and going. Mm the gym, it's sweet it's sweet but it's not a treat it's sweet too, but it's not a treat and then he like digs it out and fucking slathers it all over hunter dunbar's inner mouth not the lips but the inside of the mouth and saying see it's not a treat like, It's like try, it, try it try <laughs> it kids
1: can't
4: grow up oh, like your kids oh. are gonna hate you if you give them these kind of things <laughs> it's not a treat
1: yeah And he keeps saying Danny as well And the way that he's saying like Danny's not going to like this treat In his full on Travolta voice It's like he's speaking in third person About his Grease character It's like he's totally (laughs) lost his mind (laughs) I thought you were going back to Australia
3: We had a change of
1: plans This jam is no treat (laughs) Sandy.
0: So Hunter's bargaining with him, and uh, you know, if I if I let you go, if you if you let me go now, I'm not gonna call the cops. I'll sign anything you want for your rest of your life. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. Like like any you want, you can come to my house and I'll sign mm. something. And he's like, but he's like, just just don't hurt my kid. Who again? We don't know if the kid's in the house or not. But uh, this like makes Moose lose it. This this imputation that he would hurt the child, and then. Um, Hunter, for some reason, starts going into, like, visualising as an actor. And mm. he's like, yeah, "We I use this technique called visualisation. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then they, they, he's like, sit down with me. Like, picture what we could do together. And it goes all pinky purple, like, blurry fantasy style. And he basically uses this fantasy for Moose to, like, you know- he convinces him to let him go. And it's one of those things where he's like, You know, you wanna you wanna take off these ropes from my arm? And he takes off one rope, and then uh Hunter takes his own other rope off and he gets and, and, and Moose is like in this state of like mirage. Like he's just he's just <laughs> fantasizing and then he, Hunter he's like a like,
3: snake and Hunter is playing the flute. Mm. It has that kind <laughs> yes. of quality to it.
2: Yeah, he's been seduced. And then
0: Hunter just hits him with the headbutt. Like right in the face
2: and then grabs a shotgun from God knows where <laughs> Out and blows <laughs> all of all of his right of uh, moose's right fingers off his hand.
0: The old bedside
3: shotgun yeah. double gauge so he had he had set up that uh he had set up that shotgun earlier in the film, but they the
1: way. did yeah, he said he was going to shove it up his asshole or something.
3: Yeah, when oh, yeah, no, yeah oh, the first time yeah. he was outside the gate he said, like, if you come back here, I'm gonna grab my Remington two barrel. And, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. from I keep by my bed. Too. Yeah, something like that. And can materialize <laughs> from nowhere. <laughs> right above my aki straps.
4: Yeah, he said you're gonna be shitting blood and bullets or something, something to that effect.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Bullets in a shotgun? Don't they take cartridges? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his first name um, is Hunter. You'd think you'd know. So he, so he shoots him, but he shoots
0: his hand and he blows off, like, four of his fingers <laughs> and then and then cuts himself loose and it's, you know, he's hunting mo- loose Moose in the house. Um- <laughs>
2: well, this is where it turns into, like, it's, it's meant to be a horror movie, yeah. like, pastiche, right? And, like, yeah, so Moose is, like, crawling through the house and, and he's being slowly yeah. stalked by a dude with a shotgun. Which and is yeah. the reverse. It's lit in such... Because
3: Moose has been the antagonist, really. That's right. They
1: swap roles. (laughs) Yeah, it's something that you can't really do because you're trying to build up something over a whole film and then you just flip it. But at the same time, I kind of respected the move. I liked the the flip. Not that it was like totally unexpected or Mm. anything, but they did it, you know. Yeah.
3: Well, well, look. I, I, I I'm going to get into it as my final thought, but I, I think I have a thesis statement on what Fred Durst wanted to do with this film, and this really lines up with it. Whereby Hunter Dunbar is the aforementioned uh, final girl in a slasher film, which has been referenced yeah. earlier in the movie. Whereby she, she, you know, or he is given the mo- the role of power here against the slasher that is Moose.
0: Yeah. Right. But. We've been following these guys for like an hour and a half at this point, or maybe eighty five minutes or whatever. And where our sympathies were with Travolta's character because he was, you know, like had a mental disability and was being bullied and people treated him like shit, and he was and he was just a fan. he's He's progressively got worse and worse till we've stopped being on his side once he started breaking into Dunbar's house. Then he killed the housekeeper, and you're like, well, he doesn't even he doesn't even have sympathy or understand what he did. And now he's tied this guy up, terrorized him, tortured him. The guy's finally got back. But you, but we hate this guy anyway because he's been such a dickhead through the whole movie. We hate Dunbar. So, you, you're kind of not on anyone's side anymore. You, you wanted Dunbar to escape, yeah. but now you're like, I want Moose to escape. He's lost his fingers. He's crawling around. Dunbar's like kicking him down the stairs and like reveling in the power that he has now. Mm. Um, he's, you know,
3: standing above him and just lording over him. This would have been more effective if it was, like, explicitly made in a kind of... Uh, we're making a lot of Tarantino references, but a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing, which is kind of yeah. similar, again, of, like, an actor whose home is invaded by psychopaths, Um which yeah. is, again, kind of weird. So, I mean, Fred Us like, two best film nominations to yeah. the Oscars this year are doing the finale. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if... Hunter Dunbar was like, you used to be an action hero, but now you're like old and fat and nobody believes you to be physically threatening. Mm. And then he's kind of yeah. taking back this power and kind of being an action hero. That I feel like there's a way that this could have been funnier mm. or more empowering yeah. for that character. Yeah. If he yeah, was right. washed
0: up, but he was proving that he could still kick ass even in real life. Yeah, yeah. If that, he was like really a put out to
3: pasture, John Wayne or Kurt Russell or something. Yeah. And now he's like using. Yeah. The ac- he mentioned earlier, like I'll show you the knife that I used in this film. Yeah. Like if he used the the shotgun he used in a famous film to actually fight off a home intruder, like wow, that's that's kind of that's kind of fun. Yeah. If
1: instead of showing that like so- just scene in the fake movie, they'd shown him kill somebody with a flamethrower, like in yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, one yeah time. exactly. Exactly. So
0: um, he he holds the gun, the shotgun, like over Travolta's head, but he shoots one bullet next to his ear, and he shoots another one next to the other side. Like mm. he's really just like I'm. I'm taking my time, enjoying like taking down my prey. Yeah, also just like really
1: in- d- driving home the point that people on the spectrum don't like loud noises and like lots of things. Like he, yeah. that's the thing he hates the most. It's not the hand being blown off or anything. It's the sound of mm. the bullets. Yeah. That's really driving him mad. Yeah, it makes you really fucking hate Dunbar,
0: especially because he after he, he he shoots next to him, he's run out of bullets. He he tries to do like the death blow, but he you know gets the click because he's run out of cartridges, as 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 they're famously called. Um, thanks to Shanky Doodle for that one. But then he decides to just stab him in the face with a knife, and so he brings this knife down and stabs him just clean in the eye. And you're like, that's it, it's over, right? But no, he just like. Fucks the guy's eye out. Luce's
3: eye is made of Kevlar and it bounces off. <laughs> but but this, this is that foreshadowing I was talking about before, which is why this movie is actually smart because when they first encounter, mm-hmm. it, he says, What are you, some kind of blind, deaf idiot? And now he's shot the shotgun next to each ear Deafening him and has taken his eye (laughs) I bet Fred Durst was like Man I'm so fucking smart Because that was the
1: clunkiest line in the whole movie Like what the Why did he say that Deaf blind (laughs) Yeah Oh and
0: I'm also really smart I figured something out Because in this whole time Moose is really wailing And he's wailing like a what Like a moose Mm.
1: Wailing like a whale also, he's got those huge <laughs> tusks coming out of his head. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, he does actually pick up some tusks at one point, doesn't he? And put them on his. Well, I don't. I feel like there's a that. better word.
1: It's not tusks. Those are the elephant one. What's the one? Antlers. 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 Yeah.
2: Antlers. Antlers. Yeah. Yeah. That,
3: that's what he does when he gets to the house, and he goes, "Moose is in the house." Mursi, yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Um. So. So then. Then Dunbar has like a moment of revelation. It's like, oh, I just tried to fucking kill a dude, and this is kind of yeah. wrong. And I don't know exactly. Uh, does he he stands him up and like sends him on his way? He's like just yeah, get he, out of my house. He, he single handedly yeah.
1: picks Travolta John Travolta up from the floor. Yeah, a yeah. huge man. Yeah, yeah, he's heavy. He
0: stabs him in the eye, and it's like as the blade enters the eye and stays in there. And he's immediately like, "Oh my god, this is so messed up! I nearly killed this guy!" And he has a complete one eighty where he 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 stands up in shock at what he's done, and then he he. He, he pulls the knife out, I think, or helps him up and then gives him just, like, a towel around his, like, five <laughs> missing fingers, his, his hand stub that he blew yeah. off. And he Pats basically, like, bottom. opens the door. Yeah, <laughs> gives him a pat on the butt and he's like, off you go, mate. We're even. We're even. We'll call that. That's game.
2: And so now they wrap the movie up really quickly and it's just like, what the fuck, what? <laughs> and it doesn't really make any sense, honestly.
1: Um, he's walking uh, Travolta. Yeah. I mean, he's walking. He's walking just like he would be at the end of Staying Alive or at the end of... Wow. (laughs) He's strutting. He says, I got...
2: I got a strut.
1: He's just walking down the <laughs> He's street. strutting
2: down Hollywood <laughs> B- Hollywood Boulevard, dripping blood everywhere with like missing a hand and one of his eyes cut out. And then like some tourists from Europe come up to him and they're like, wow, man, you have really the best ever costume on Hollywood Boulevard. This is mad. All those other guys are no good. You are so bloody and good. This prosthetic
0: eye. Let's take a photo. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's not and he's, even he's like-, like crying <laughs>
3: again it's the thing that I think like maybe works in the script it's like the irony is he was trying to portray some sort of like crazy character to attract attention and now after this crazy thing he has this quality to him but he's walking down the street in the middle of the day and he his, his bloody hand is wrapped in a towel that doesn't really look like anything and it just looks like he's got a bit of jam coming out of his eye so you've got these European guys being like wow I cannot believe you have jam in your eye wait let me taste mm, it's sweet but it is not a treat can I have a bottle with you like I think that there's two better ways ways for this gag to work which is he maybe walks past uh todd the god whose act is pretending to get blood all over his face Mm. if he walks past him actually genuinely soaked in blood and todd's like what the fuck and he gains todd's respect or something or it cuts audience come over to him yeah well that would make sense as well or the alternative is that now that he's lost his hand he can portray a character who, you know, like on the strip it cuts to him yeah. later rather than being a Bobby, our favorite character of all time. He's playing some sort of, you know, <laughs> hook-handed, nub-fingered something. I don't know. It, it it just feels very nothing. Well, he ends up
4: I think yeah. he does end up playing a pirate. I think they allude to him ending up with his life yeah. playing a pirate. That's yeah, right. then no, they're, they're the doing the it's West a West drawing. There's a Wes Balland Yeah. Yeah. In, in a WBD. So he's walking
0: down the street. He's walking down the street and Leah comes up to him cuz it's just like we got to quickly wrap up all the characters. She's mm, like, "Oh my god, what?" Really happened? quickly. Yeah. Um w- the whole time you're like they still have not found this dead housekeeper, by the way. <laughs> that has never come back. But then the cops it like does kind of like a wrap up montage and the cops arrive at Hunter's house. And it's like implied that he's going to take the blame for killing the housekeeper. Yeah,
1: because we see we mm. see the stern face of a Hispanic man who is accompanying the police officer to the house, and so we just assume by that we put the pieces together that he's the only other Hispanic man in the film, so he must be pointing the finger at John at this. At this he character. was
2: he was he was the gardener, right? He was his gardener. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, there was yeah. Uh,
2: and so he, that but but even still you 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 try really hard to wrap your brain around like well hang on so we met the gardener early in the film <laughs> and so he knows dunbar but how well, why
1: yeah why would he then just what
2: does the gardener know why is he blaming dunbar mm. for killing he knows this about woman? the he affair no he knows about everything that gardener
1: that well, was who he was, on. was, who he was on the phone to earlier when he was telling him like, yeah, I just can't stop kissing <laughs> the maid. <laughs> oh, by the way, in that scene, he's, he's going into his wardrobe. He specifically says on the phone, he's like, yeah, I'm just getting a sports jacket. And he's looking for a sports jacket. And then he, whatever he does, he goes and sits down and just takes his sleeping pills and goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, it doesn't really sense
2: anyway, we're all. so close. We're so close. So, I like to so sleep the- in a sports jacket. <laughs> I'm Sports Jacket Nicholson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Does that have legs or no? Chalk that out with what cunt Phoenix. Sports
2: (laughs) Jacket. What what were we saying in Sydney, Morgan? We were We're doing a bit where... (laughs) We were doing a bit where (laughs) (laughs) Jacket... Hey. My my daddy told me It was, was just it?
1: like Jack Nicholson being really intimidating to cafe stuff, like going right up, putting his arm on the bench and be like, hey, my dad said that I could have as much bangers and mash as I want in here.
2: I've been led to believe that you have bangers and mash here. I don't see it on the menu, but I have it on good authority from my daddy that you will make it for me. And listen up. Oh. Jack, if I don't get If I don't get my bangers and mash My daddy's gonna come down Pretty hard on your ass I don't know why that is
1: so good I think it's cause Jack Nicholson's like yeah. a very masculine figure And he's still He's in, he's inciting his father's Like <laughs> authority over this matter
0: <laughs> Daddy all right, so so the final shot is a Wes Borland animation of our boy Moose as a pirate, and we know that I guess he's going to be a pirate on Hollywood Boulevard. He's missing an eye. He's missing one hand, um, and then it fades to black, and we hear the final echo of dialogue, <laughs> which cracked me up,
2: which is just a line of him going,
0: I am not a stalker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also just just before that, you get like a wrap-up from the narrator, and she's like, She's like, I don't know, she says something like, I feel bad for the family of the maid, to be honest. And (laughs) You know, Moose is just Moose. Like, somehow he got away with it. And it's just weird. It's like, so I guess we're happy that Moose doesn't get in trouble for killing this woman. And (laughs) now... Oh, she also says, I'm not concerned about Dunbar. He's a movie star. He'll be fine. And it's like, what are you talking about what? so it feels like a oh, star oh,
3: is on the wane at best he's like <laughs> yeah, signing yeah, exactly. shit at a crappy merchandise store yeah with his like movies 30 of 30 like people shit. in line yeah he's taking yeah. scripts whereby uh moose is like you should not do the script it is a bad script <laughs> that's a <laughs> <right. laughs> <Bye-bye. laughs> waddle 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right,
0: let's give some scores. I'm giving this
2: oh and 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 also, sorry, isn't isn't sorry, I know we've gone really long, and I apologize to the listener, and I do mean the single listener uh, which no, is no, now no, me' no, plan <laughs> <laughs> um the the, the he he doesn't she say in the narration something like he's actually kind of okay with being blind and stuff? He thinks it's kinda of cool or hey, Because as he's fucking he insane!
3: On. Because he has no like genuine humanity because everything he does is like caricature of a caricature of an of, of a nutter. Yeah. He's a bloody bowl of Kellogg's crunchy nut. That's who he is. <laughs> Uh, we're actually sponsored by Neutral grain on this podcast, so, so uh, okay, thank yeah, Empires for, for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, well, okay, I know we're wrapping up, but I just want to say one thing. I think I, I do know that I, I have a bit of a thesis statement as to what I think Fred Durst was going for in this film, right? Whereby, right.
0: this is well, do obviously- you wanna, Do you
2: want to pr- pull this into your into your final statements and review? Yeah, sure. This we, we'll is his it.
0: final statement. He's going to give a number
3: at the end of this statement, and I'm
2: going to yes. write it down.
3: A number, done, Okay. Um, So, this obviously resonates a lot with with King of Comedy, it resonates with Joker, but I think it is intending to try and create a horror icon, specifically a slasher icon. I think that's really what Fred Durst is genuinely going for. Because firstly, Moose is a weird name, that's never explained. And I thought it was like, oh, maybe he does something that's like moose-like. I didn't know the qualities of a moose to try and interpret what that might be. But then in the flashback, his mom actually calls him Moosey. So what's the name moose? It's like, oh, it's something that could be it's like a nickname it's almost like a superhero name it's some sort of like iconographic uh, way to uh, you know I'm a bit drunk it's a, it's a name it's a cool name whatever <laughs> um, and but in the film he talks about horror films endlessly I'm wearing this shirt it's all the horror characters okay it's one of a kind his house is laden with horror film posters which is and it's weird because he talks about like how like they've made a new version of Maniac it's not as good as the old version of Maniac and yet all the Around his house are the uh, Michael Bay-produced remakes of horror movies. <laughs> if anybody's remember that, it's the Texas Chainsaw 3D. It's Leatherface, uh-huh. I think. Um, so anyway, it's all slasher, 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 slasher. He literally dresses up as Jason at the end right, to to stab Hunter Dunbar. It's just, he conjures the name of Jamie Lee Curtis several times. And the final thing that happens after we hear him say, I'm not a stalker, in Echo, is it doesn't cut to black and say the fanatic. It cuts to black and says, John Travolta fades out to black, fades up, is Moose as though the name Moose was so iconic it was like Jason it was like Freddy uh, another person who's conjured in this that's exactly what he wanted to Jigsaw. do this film was going to explode and the next one was going to be the Fanatic 2 uh, 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 Moose Hunting Season or something also the original the working title of this film I looked up was actually Moose it was going to be called Moose and then they, they changed it which is not much but in the same way that like you got the uh, the Friday the 13th movies that become like Jason X you've got you know like uh, and then like you know Freddy's dead or whatever all the freddy movies like I, I genuinely think that was the plan it obviously failed but now on a number scale if one's the worst movie ever and 10's the best movie ever <laughs> it's a stupid scale i think i remember that from last time it's so impossible to do i would put this at like a three or a four mm-hmm. but i think that you would can give probably it a decimal. be on a decimal oh, that's absolute nonsense trying to describe a value of art out of like a hundred percentile thing like that's that's like a. I mean, actually, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm going to give this three <laughs> rubber chickens. Whoa, whoa, what do you think, Hicks? Oh, Who, who's just arrived a, that's on the, the podcast? I'm um, just finished good up from a good game, and a bit of a good game uh, spawn a point. and I'm here to talk about a moose. <laughs> it's hunting season, but I'm not talking about big buck hunter that I like to play as one of my favorite video games. So I'm going to give this you three rubber You can do better. Too chickens. well. Let's out of ten. What do you think, Junglest?
2: Has... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Junglist sounds like. Hey, I've been on good game two <laughs> to three times. Do you guys know what Barjo is? Because I've only recently yeah. been introduced to him. Yeah. You of do? Barjo. I've, met yeah. Of, I've met him. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Icons. Wow. We've been to, to GammaCon. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I didn't I didn't realize he was as pervasive as he is. Anyway. Can we hey Declan, can you reach out to Barjo for the podcast?
0: Fuck yeah. All right. I'll reach out Excellent. to Hex, though. But you know, we, we got to stop reaching out to people that we made fun of on the last episode because they're going to listen to it at some point and we have to explain it. Look, for what it's worth, I
3: actually have Hex's number. <laughs> oh, oh, Call her right now. I mean, that sounds sus. I yeah. obviously don't mean it like that. I, I, I was on no, a, no, a no. show she hosted not. and I have her number from it. But, you know. <laughs> so I'm so as I'll excited. Give you, the and you can be like, "Hey, can you do my podcast?" I,
2: I'm sorry. I'd much rather. I'd much rather have Bajo on the show. I mean, I, I appreciate the offer of you giving us Hex's number, but um, really, uh, it's it's the Bajo number I'm after. <laughs> and that number the is three out
3: of ten rubber
2: chickens. <laughs> <laughs> God
3: damn it! Oh, you gave it a three. Is that right? I think uh three or three or four. Yeah, yeah I've seen. I've seen a lot worse, but. That's a 3.5. I I I think for people that aren't psychos that don't like, you know, like you guys and like me that don't watch movies that literally cost $30 to make in some respects, it could be lower than that. But for me, I've seen, you know, I've seen, I've seen, uh, I'm going to go into the Roy Batty monologue from Blade Runner. So I'll just say I've seen some fucking shit. And this was, you know, it was like well-made. It was like quite entertaining.
2: I was never bored. It's bad. It's poorly judged. But like,
3: yeah, sure.
2: You know, so that's my review. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll jump in. I, I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I feel like I'm saying the same thing every episode <laughs> lately. I, it it's an enjoyable romp. Uh, it's it was likewise. I wasn't bored. I was entertained the whole way through. Um, look, there are okay. I like this more than Fight Club. I don't really like Fight Club very much. Right? <laughs> so, so, no, 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 no. What? I like this more. You than Fight like Club. this that's, more than you like Fight Club. Right? Hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. He's talking about the game. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Hayden, <laughs> you dropped. You dropped out. I'm back. back. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Did you hear me say that I like this more than Fight Club? Because that was really all I had.
1: Yeah. Did you hear me? Did you hear me say that you were talking about the video game? Yeah, that's right. I mean the. Uh,
2: the, i would like to play the fanatic video game that'd be great play as moose um but but no no i, I no i give this movie a five I, I i enjoyed it i it's just i i think that the topic that the the theme is just interesting to mm-hmm. me i i like i i think it's a good theme i think it was interesting i love watching travolta i just think he's so good um Something about him man I really really like him as an actor so yeah I, I, I can't really complain about it and I thought that Dunbar the guy who played Dunbar was really good I thought the woman that played Leah was not great unfortunately but she didn't really she didn't anything have anything to, to do anyway with her. So. yeah exactly yeah that's right she was she was fine um, <laughs> yeah I give it I give it a 5.3 uh, could have had more limp mm. biscuit in it I, I agree
1: Actually, I would have liked a Fred Durst um, uh, cameo. Yeah. Mm. yeah,
2: I
3: was surprised by yeah. that too. There,
1: there might have been one in there. Maybe mm. we just didn't see it. Um, I agree with you, Hayden. I like these sort of themes. I like the King of Comedy. I like Nightcrawler. I like all these sort of lone wolf guys that are losing their minds slowly or have already lost their mind and we're slowly being – it's slowly revealed to us just how sort of on the edge they are. Or in, in John Travolta's case, in Moose's case, he's – He's not really on the edge. He's just one of those sort of Lenny type of guys from Of Mice and Men. Um, it is just Of Mice and Men, but with a horror overtone to it, really. Um, yeah, Mice sure. And yeah. I think Of Mice and Men uh, analyzes the sort of relationship that you could have between two people that have totally disparate mental capacities, and that's the real charm of that story. This story is literally just charming because John Travolta's in it and um, just watching him perform is it's such a joy like it really is and and the choices that he makes although they're all over the place and it seems like he's developing his character as the movie progresses there's there's hints of real like insight like he has he has some insight into what this character would be like in real life even though it is mostly just kind of funny it's funny in a perverse kind of horrific way I think the music was pretty good. The cinematography was pretty good. Um, It was edited pretty well. There were obviously all those plot holes that we highlighted. And and yeah, Leah was totally unnecessary and there were plot devices that sucked ass. Um, But, you know, those things like Stan being intertwined with the letter Mm. and the actor... And the Pulp Fiction Reservoir Dog sort of crossover and the Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst crossover. I loved all those little details. <laughs> and as you said, Hayden, as well, just really entertaining. I enjoyed watching it from start to finish. Some movies are just mediocre. This one was at least interesting. So in the grand scale of things, this is my favorite yeah. movie we've watched so far on this whole list. Wow. I'm going to say 5.9 and hope that that's bigger than, higher than any of the other scores I've given.
2: Oh, wait, I just... That that's that's awesome. I just realized because this has Travolta in it, I, could, I this one can. It, this, this one's allowed to outrank staying alive. It's allowed. That's it it. <laughs> uh, I have to th- I have to think about it now.
0: Morgan, I can confirm that you've given much higher scores than a five point nine. <laughs> I felt like I had the highest you gave. The highest you gave was <clears throat> Highlander two, The Quickening, which you gave a 7.5. Oh, well, that's
1: different. That's This is way better. That movie sucked. That was fucking silly. So
2: <laughs> <daddy laughs> that Does that, that movie change your score
1: at all? Shit. I can't change my score once once the score has been placed. I can't no. change it. There can be so only you one. Sick.
0: You say you <laughs> say you like it the most, but there's like three movies you've you've rated higher.
2: This is why you should Some, advocate with me, Morgan, that you can retroactively change the um your scores. No, no, it's
1: just that sometimes feelings and numbers don't correlate. Sometimes my uh, yep. facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> and they don't Just correlate. because seven is higher than five doesn't mean it's a better number than five. You know what I mean? 5.9 is a good number. There's nothing wrong with 5.9. Seven's not better than 5.9. It's just higher.
0: Yeah, that's what you say about your penis size as well. All right, Mitch, give us your best. Okay.
1: All right.
4: Um, I don't know. I think uh, uh, this movie ordinarily, like if it wasn't directed by um frederick durstovich frederick durstovich i don't think it would have had the same pizzazz and i think knowing that it was fred durst and having that kind of vibe and even just just that that the sense of fun that i had watching the whole thing like i i was having a blast as soon as i saw uh john travolta put the vest on backwards at the beginning and he has that big grin on his face and he's riding on his scooter i was laughing my ass off and um and not and and another just just quickly he he did say that he felt this was a tribute to his late son jet who uh did have autism as well so you could tell it was coming from a place of love I do think- we' he- to drop
3: that at the end
1: and make us feel like fucking <laughs>
3: assholes. Yeah.
1: I knew I know. there was some insight. I knew he had something.
0: But,
4: I, yeah, but-
1: I knew there was some truth to
0: that performance. But
4: Well, no, that, that he that's what he said. And even though he did fuck that up, he definitely doesn't- I don't, I don't know. That's just my, my feelings on it. I think it, it has enough charm in it but i don't know I, I i think i agree with with hayden in the in the 5.3 is that the perfect kind of there's a lot that doesn't work for it but the things that do work for it just make you happy so yeah,
0: yeah 5.3
2: Wait, did Hayden Great say
0: 5.3? I just put down
2: 5. Well, bump it up to 5.3, baby, because I'm on one. All right. Well,
0: well, on that, I was looking through Fred Durst's IMDb page, and um, it does actually list like all the music videos he directed as well. But in the middle of that oeuvre in 2005, there's a short that he directed called Fred Durst's Sex Tape, which is three <laughs> minutes long has 13 uh, ratings Giving it a 7.8 average On IMDb <laughs> Higher than anything I've ever uh-huh. made So check out Fred Durst's sex tape 2005
1: His penis is nicknamed Moose in that
0: No
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trying to think of a Limp Bizkit song and That I could use as a joke That intertwines with uh, penis But I can't There's bound um, to be one uh, hang on, um, um, Fred Durst sex tape. That sounds like a Mission Impossible two. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look around at that sex tape. I guess he did. He did it all for the nookie. After all, come on. Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, obviously. Break stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I imagine rolling an urban assault vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, significant other. Hot dog water. Yes. See, now, hot we're, dog. now we're cooking hot hot with you <laughs>
1: He's just saying things. <laughs> hot dog water.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know only like three things about
4: Limp biscuits. Leave like... me
3: alone. Wait, chocolate starfish means anus, right? Wasn't that the, yeah. Wasn't that yeah. the thing? Yeah.
2: That's the I'm thing. not sure about the hot dog flavored water. Is that a euphemism for something or is it just... I, I
3: thought they just thought it was fun. I think I, I've looked this up like 10 years ago. I think there was just like, that's a thing that's in the 7-Eleven. That's kooky. I think it was just kooky. Because, yeah, they're a very kooky uh-huh. band.
1: That's true. They're so kooky. Yeah. I've always said kookier that Kookier than them.
3: the Kooks and kookier than David Bowie who had a song called
1: Kooks. We should change our <laughs> logo to the front cover of Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. I think that's a really Those tasteful creepy front cover album.
3: I mean, is that a whiz Borland? Because it's like, it's not a million miles away from some of the drones.
1: Have you seen the picture books that Limp Biscuit released in the early 90s called Where's Borland?
0: <laughs> 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 he does wear a mask sometimes, doesn't he? Borland? What? He wears a mask sometimes. He wears like ice. Like, yeah. well, he's of, yeah. like, he's like, a like a face paint. Stuff. Stuff. You know, he, yeah, he's, he's got like a Jeff
3: Hardy shit. vibe. He, he, looks like a, he looks like an extra in a Marilyn Manson video.
2: You know, you know the drummer from Limp Bizkit. His name's John Otto. Yeah,
0: Take it he's he's always taking rap- it to the Matthews Bridge.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he had a rap project called Johnny Automatic. <laughs> 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 it's true. It was real bad. <laughs> what about Fieldy? Fieldy from Corn went solo. Uh, I think he was called Fieldy's Dreams. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a rap proje- project as well. Fieldy's Dreams. Real? Look it up oh man yeah that's real feel these dreams oh that's awesome that's bad
1: wait declan did you did we get your rating no we don't need it yeah <laughs> i didn't do a wrap-up i just gave it a 3.8 3.8 3.
0: 3. 8. jesus
2: all right let's cancel this recording <laughs> let's stop recording okay all right thanks for listening guys i just want to have a quick shout out let let all my um all my potato nights out there know that Yo, I'm 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 living good out here. I'm eating fresh. Um
3: you like Jared regularly. from Subway in every yeah. way you're eating
1: fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every way. quality he has you share. Hey, I just wanted to say a big have- thanks to you boys for having me on here. Uh-oh. It would have been great if you'd uh provided me with some uh, shall we say bangers and mash my <laughs> daddy said that i could have as much as i like while i'm recording the podcast sports
0: jacket nicholson uh,
1: hash nicholson to me hashtag nicholson oh. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. We're done. okay all
3: right
2: good work everyone I michael shanks right. thank you very much for being on our oh,
3: podcast thanks for, again thanks for thank letting you. me back guys and thanks for yeah. letting me uh, break the rules of what the premise of the show is to talk about this movie
1: no worries michael Uh, Now, to take us out, it's Fred Durst with the theme to the Fanatic.
4: It's just one of those days One,
5: one, two Behind blue eyes
2: No one knows what it's like. Rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling. Now I'm dangerous. Yeah!